Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. iHeart Radio app. It's Thursday on the Drew Elson Show. Powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. The Brewers are off today, but our guys are working hard. Not even supposed to be here today. Well... They're in the studio. I'm talking about open heart surgery here. Drew and KB will talk about the Brewers' playoff hopes and beer with Tim Dillard. They'll also check in with the Premier League pool and the League of Indifference. Who cares? And now they can be indifferent about just about anything. Stop. Here's Drew and KB. The ceiling is the roof. Tell the babysitter we're going deep. You just be a good girl. Well, I'm getting older and grumpier. It's tremendously big and tremendously wet. Bongo, 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 bongo. <laughs> I don't ever want to be successful. Videos, me, get faster. They call me Big Al, and I hit dingers. Got a you know nipple twister. You know, just hanging out. Just want you to know, Drew, I'm only doing this for you, buddy. I don't even know He's the man. I respect the Scorpion. Oh, wow, we ain't going Hannah, Woody. That's what I do. I drink, and I know things. Do it live! I'll write it, and we'll do it live! Don't ask me to do nothing! This is nothing! Well, actually, I do like Braun better than Aaron Rodgers. Foo Fighters! He could be a freak on the court and on the shit, oh you know God. what I'm saying? Beneath his stormy surface flowed the warm tide of compassion and kindness. And here he is, having the time of his life. Andrew, you are not the (gasps) Welcome aboard the Drew Olson Show, powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson in Oconomowoc, broadcasting live from the iHeart Milwaukee Megaplex. I'm Drew. To my right is my pal KB. What's happening, brother man? Plenty. Plenty. Big win for the Brewers last night. People feel better about them already. Uh, the playoff picture coming into sharper focus. I declared yesterday, for at least for me, the division sh- ship has sailed. They can't win the division. And I have not. You're hanging on. I'm hanging on. Armin's a cockeyed optimist just like you. Well, so, yeah, I fall in the middle. I would say, though, you know... I can see why you're not doing, you know, why you're doing it in this manner because all of your years of covering the team, you've got to be an objective journalist and work with facts and not work off of emotion. I'm coming at it for, as a fan. So it's the perfect point counterpoint. You're using right. rational logic. <laughs> yes. Right? And I'm using fan logic, which isn't always the most rational thing. No, no. fan logic, you have to have what uh, Bud Selig so famously said hope and faith, right? Hope and faith. Yeah, uh, Brewers trail the Cubs by two and a half games. Brewers have nine games left. Uh, the Cubs are off today. They have they'll have ten games left, so they they have one game in hand. But the the key is that the Brewers have lost sixty six games. The Cubs have lost sixty three. That's uh, the math there stuff. But the math looks so much better the other way because of the way that the Brewers are ahead of the St. Louis Cardinals in the wildcard race. And it's to the point now where you can start talking about a, a magic number. I saw Tom Hodricourt tweeting a 
friend of show, uh, yep. at Hottercourt. He's talking about magic number. There's a magic number to win to, to get in the playoffs and a magic number to clinch the number one wild card spot. And that's fun when you're talking about that because for a lot of years, the Brewers were talked about tragic number. And when was how, when, how, how many till they're eliminated? And now we're talking about magic numbers. That's when the play, to me, that's when the playoff hunt becomes real. Until that magic number comes out, anything can happen. Uh, till, well, actually, till the magic number gets to one, and you know, it's like playing match play in golf, right? There's a point where someone gets up a certain number of holes, and it's called you get dormy. So that means they're up three with three holes to go, and you yeah. just have to win all three holes even to get to and you know a playoff, force a playoff, force yeah. a nineteenth hole. That's that's what I'm looking at. When it gets to one, it's like being dormy. So or three with three or two with two, I, whatever. I just, um, again, anything can happen in sports. It usually doesn't. But the Brewers have nine games left. And in terms of making the wild card game, they have a four and a half lead over, four and a half game lead over Colorado. Yeah, that's been the key is all the games that Dodgers so have been in Colorado. That's been yeah. fantastic. So to lose a four and a half game lead in nine games, you would really have to puke on your shoes. The magic number for getting in the playoffs is six. The home field is seven. So any combination of six wins uh, or by the Brewers or losses by the Rockies gets you in, which, you know, with nine games left, that's not out of the realm. And then seven to get the home field, seven wins by the Brewers and then losses by the Cardinals. So, and so you can take care of three of those in Bush Stadium starting Monday. Well, it's, you know, and, it's in your own and, hands. Then and you it, can, yeah, you can double up. And as I've been saying all week, I'm still, and I had this conversation with Hardcourt last night out at the yard. Pittsburgh still scares me. Yeah, I mean, rightfully, I guess rightfully so. I mean, you look at it, you you look at this stretch of games, right? And if you just look at the numbers and the standings, you're like, oh, does this shake out well for them? But then you look, you know, exactly what they've, how they performed against those teams. And I guess you could say the last part of the season, even the entire season, you know, it, it it does get scary, particularly Pittsburgh. Now, taking two out of the three from the Reds was great. I mean, that was necessary. If they go, if they that lose that series, yeah. you know, then you're really in trouble. Especially last night. Didn't you feel like they had to go into the off day and of that Pittsburgh series, which always looms, like you said, scary, with that win, with that series win, and picking up that game? It felt like... A very important game for the Brewers last night that they got, to me at least. They should all feel like important games. Well, right you're now. right. That, They're that's all true. important. Until the next game, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so you're right, but going into an off day. Now, we mentioned the schedule as it impacts the Brewers, but I think it bears pointing out that last night the Brewers screwed the Reds. They beat the Reds on the field. They screwed them before the game because the Reds, if you look at your handy National League schedule, are playing tonight in Miami. They left Milwaukee last night after that loss, packed their bags, packed their sweaty, not hockey, but baseball wet bags into a, uh, into a van and got on a bus and then went to the plane. And they got into Miami today at about 3.30, quarter to 4 in the morning. Lost an hour. It's like daylight exactly. saving time. Or... Exactly. So about 3.30, quarter to 4, and they play tonight. Now, the Brewers, on getaway games, when teams have that kind of circumstance, tradition would dictate, and just empathy and, you know, 
would dictate that you play a game. That's why there are midweek day games. They're called getaway games. You play those day games. The kids have the, the, the Brewers have all those kids and senior citizens days during the, the, the summer on Wednesdays, usually the last day of a series to accommodate teams that travel like that. And last night, the Reds were traveling. Now, the Brewers were going into an off day. And I would maintain that you know, the Brewers. Okay, so why did they play last? Why did they play a night game last night? What do you think? Is spitball it here? What do you guys think? Why was last night a well, night game and not a day game? They want to increase as much attendance as they can, right? Yes. And what else? What are the two things that you think of? It's not. A, it's not a reach. What else is there besides attendance? Ra- ratings. 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 Revenue. Ratings. Yeah, Eyeballs. Yeah. Ratings. Same idea, right, right? Ratings. Because obviously night games draw a higher rating than day games when most people are at work. And the attendance when school is in session for a September day game is going to be depressed. So it would have probably cost them between five, ten, maybe even 12,000 people in the, in the place. People tend to eat and drink more during night games drink more for sure because you that's where you're going for dinner because it's a yeah so the brewers played this night game now they couched it a little bit and the part of the reason they were able to do it and the part of the reason they they handed it to the reds and said wear it meat is because they, they started the game at 640 now they do that ostensibly because school you know and they if you want to take your kids you're not there that late don't they ideally. start those most don't they move that date they move it in may from six forty to seven. No, in, in April, in in April, they've been starting games a lot of times at six. At six, but they yeah, move it back because school's in session and they want kids to be able to come. And they they found that that works for them. But here's the thing, though. So the Brewers screwed the Reds, and the Reds weren't really thrilled about it. And baseball has a league. They try to address this with some collective bargaining uh, language and stuff, but haven't done a real great job of codifying it and the Dodgers like the Brewers have been screwed out of the West Coast especially the West Coast because the Dodgers they don't like to play day games because traffic in LA and everything they don't they and their attendance is down so it costs them money to play day games they lose money that they would make at night so if the, the Brewers have had situations where they play a night game in LA they fly all night they get in at six in the morning and then they play the next night in Milwaukee and that sucks it happened this and year, they bitch about it it's yeah. happened this year it's happened in the past and everybody bitches about that but and they do make some, they do make some concessions when you're crossing time zones. When you're flying, like you know, the, the Yankees and the Mariners and stuff, you got to look at that. If they're flying across the country, across time zones, if they got a five-hour flight. They'll generally, I think, baseball is like you. This game has to be at the day. So a lot of times it's club discretion. But I would maintain that the Brewers, though they're off today, they play Pittsburgh tomorrow night in Pittsburgh, and they're leaving Milwaukee today at five. So you know what that is? That's like, hey, we got a day off. Well, I got to be at the airport by five, so by three, I got to start packing my stuff, and it's it's a it's a quick trip, relative. It's the last trip of the year. It's Pittsburgh, St. Louis, so it's six days worth of clothes, and you got to get that stuff ready. But you have you know most of the day off, and they got done last night, and they were they wake up and their normal thing. It, it's it almost seems like a half day off because you have to report to the airport and like by four o'clock. If you're going to the ballpark, you have to go to the ballpark, leave your car, get on a bus, go to the airport, or you can go right to the airport. So, all right, so that, that's not – but had they played a day game, they would have had all last night free with family, friends, go have dinner, chill, and then all today free until they have to go. It would have felt like – and I, I can say this because I live the life where I was following the team around. I would travel behind the team and stuff. If you get a day and a half off in baseball, Huge. it feels like a week. It's a spot. It's, you feel like you're just – it's completely – 
different than just that day. And so today's a Brewer's Day off. But I, like I said, OK, they're not expending a lot of energy getting on a plane and flying to, to their hotel and checking in and then going out to dinner in Pittsburgh and watching Thursday night football or whatever they're going to do and talking about their fantasy team. But you still it's still kind of work. And that is, I, I you know, the Brewers could have helped themselves possibly by having a day game yesterday. Well, so what people I traveled a lot as well. And what people who don't travel don't understand is that traveling and you would, I bet you, you got this oh, uh, all the time. Well, you would get this. Well, why are you so tired? You were sitting on a plane for three hours. You know, yeah, just, that's oh, exhausting. Especially now with you know the, the 9-11 the security. You Post can't. 9-11, the, the, the travel is just a different animal. And if you're coming back, especially in Milwaukee, like the Hardcore and Rosiac, the guys who still do it, you know, it's hard. There aren't many direct flights anymore to Milwaukee. You got to stop somewhere. You got to change planes. You got to schlep your bags. You got to get to the airport two hours early. It's a whole day. And that was the thing. It's like, you know, the editors would be like, well, we need a story. You didn't work yesterday. It's like, I didn't work yesterday. I flew back from L.A. You don't think that's work? That's not a whole day endeavor? Well, if you recall, not too long ago, the last trip to the West, Ho- West Coast, L.A. screwed the Brewers. They wouldn't move the game back to an afternoon yeah. game. Yeah, totally. L.A., they, and they seldom do. They get away with it. So it's a, it's almost like a quid pro quo thing. Look for the Reds to um, snicker in the Brewers' general direction. Next now, year. The thing with the Reds is uh, Milwaukee to Cincinnati is not a long trip. And it's one of the advantages that Milwaukee has. It's not extolled very often because people know that the glamour places to play are generally New York and L.A. But I, mean, I know when Doug Melvin was the general manager of the Brewers, it's one of the things he would, when he would go pitch to free agents, he'd be like, we got shorter flights. Center yeah. of the country. You se- it's, it might be sexy to play for the Dodgers, but think about those flights to go play the Marlins and the, to play the Mets. And like center of the country, it shaves and it is that's a difference maker. I mean, Kansas guys, City, St. Louis, veteran guys, Chicago, Kansas City, Milwaukee, St. Louis, Cincinnati, Cleveland, even to an extent like the shorter flights, man, the, the longer you're in the game, the more you realize that that's a factor. And it's a factor. Uh, people have done studies and stuff. The, the Mariners always fly more air miles than anybody in the Marlins. And it there's a reason that it's harder. It makes it harder for them to compete, almost like the Cubs playing day games. Like their trips are more impactful and more tiring and taxing than teams that live in the central time zone. Do you think the players would find it better, uh, more preferable to fly right away? Like the Brewers, for instance, are flying today at five in the middle of their off day. Wouldn't they? Wouldn't you rather fly? Maybe not. I don't know. Wouldn't you rather well, fly right after the game than get their? There's probably an day? own bed factor. No, yeah, there is, and especially at this point of the year, I guess. So, um, yeah. Families and things like that. Some teams, some teams will do that, and sometimes it's based on. You know, if you have a manager who likes a certain city or or if you're going to be out west where a lot of guys live or in Florida where a lot of guys or Arizona, you'll take the off day in Arizona where a lot of guys can go kind of spend the night at home where their off-season homes are. But I suppose but an it, off day in Pittsburgh. In this case, good. an off day in Pittsburgh is no advantage to anybody, really. So, I mean, I think Joe Madden might be from Pennsylvania, so maybe he'd say, I want to go see my family. We're going to fly in. Our, you know, but they don't they don't generally do that. And so the Brewers and the rules say you have to, when possible, be in the city before, you know, especially coming off and off day, you have to be in the city the day before the game to make sure there's no travel snap. When's the last time you heard of a team not showing up? Something we can ask our friend Tim Dillard because he's traveled the highways and byways. And he's done it by the guys in AAA. The guys in AAA fly commercial. They don't charter in AAA. They're flying commercial. So they have to deal with delays and sometimes they'll, you know, they get screwed. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Wouldn't they have to get to the ballpark an hour in cold jacket and go play? But, yeah, so you know, let, let the record show the Brewers did screw the Reds by playing a day, and the Reds were pissed. And I don't know if there will be any retribution next year with the schedule or what, but the Reds were grumbling about it last night. And maybe even the Brewers would have liked to have last night off and have that extended time off, especially this time of year. Just something I noticed that, you know, that kind of goes under the radar. But that's the kind of stuff we specialize in here. Stuff. 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 The Drew Olson Show, powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. There's plenty of baseball left. There's going to be some great moments. There's going to be a tough, some tough moments. It's all still, that's still ahead of us. So there's a lot left to happen. Put ourselves in a great position to, to enjoy the last 10 days of the season, and, and that's what we're planning on. That's Brewers manager Craig Council. He brings us back. Brewers beat the Reds last night. Big home runs. Jesus Aguilar and Manny Pena swinging the sticks. Two guys that the Brewers need to come through and deliver some hits. They've been a little quiet lately. It was a great night at Miller Park last night. Brewers win the series against the Reds, and they're in great position moving forward. I'm Drew. KB is here. Armin's as, as well. This is the point of the program when we direct you to our Twitter account, at Drew Olson Show. You can also get us at Drew Olson MKE, at On Air KB. But if you go to at Drew Olson Show, in addition to promoting our interview coming up with Tim Dillard at 1.30... <laughs> We have today's stripper poll. Every show in the world can have a poll of the day. Ours is located in a gentleman's club somewhere in the on the planet. KB is our cruise director for this endeavor. KB, where are we today? Well, in honor of the launch, I, let me point out before we go, uh, there was a glitch. We noticed some meddling in the first poll, some, so we had to repost it. Oh, but okay. I do have the initial A check returns. swing, if you will? Yes, I do have the initial returns. So I can tell you where it is approximately. So if you voted for before, okay. you don't have to show ID. Just go in and vote again. We'll treat it like a Chicago election. Exactly. Right. So in honor of the launch of uh, Dim Tillard Very Pale Ale, Very Pale Ale, we went to Tim Dillard's hometown of Sarasota for the Peekaboo Lounge stripper poll of the day. All right. By the way, Tim's going to be on the show at one thirty. If you could have one of these things named after you, which one would you choose? A beer, a street, an elementary school, or a heart medical procedure. Boy. And right now, it's a beer. It's, it's a beer. Yeah. Now, it's a beer based on the initial returns. It's What seems kind to be, of beer would it be? Well, your own beer. Crisp, light, fruity? I don't know. 24% street, 24% elementary school, and 10 heart procedure. I would think, you know, a heart procedure or medical procedure, I mean, that's you're saving lives there. 
right? That would be the Tommy John principle. Ex- yeah, the exactly. The ulnar collateral ligament transposition or transplant, would, would that would be it. So, well, which, if it wasn't done on him initially, it could be the James Andrews procedure, well, too. Yeah. But I think it was... I think that was pioneered at the Curlin Job Clinic by Dr. Frank Job. Oh, was it and, Job and, and not Lewis Andrews? Yoakum. Yeah, so I think Andrews I think they just did perfected it. it. I think they did it first. Andrews makes the most cash doing it now. Yeah, he's like the preeminent guy. But okay, so a beer, a street, an elementary school, or a medical procedure. Now, a medical <laughs> procedure would seem to think that you have some kind of catastrophic condition requiring the procedure, or you pioneer it. Well, or, or you're the surgeon or the yeah you could the like, medical the Jarvik, tech. Se- like the Jarvik seven artificial heart right you could be you know named after Al Jarvik wasn't that Rodney Dangerfield and Caddyshack that no that's Al Jarvik okay yes but you could have pioneered it yeah. but even so Drew doesn't that imply that you had some sort of miraculous recovery because of this procedure to me it would well, I mean, they're not going to name it after a bad one surgery. would hope I mean did Tommy John pitch great after the surgery I mean many have but I it don't know worked, that he it, did it worked though I mean for what yeah, he entire... was the, yeah he was the first one he was so. the first guy but so yeah I mean beer to me is like th- there's a million crap beers everyone's a home brewer now you can name a beer after anybody you know the you can brew your own and name well, yeah, it your own yeah you can name it yourself so but, well and nothing. you could you know that's like buying a star at the international right. the star registry to me that's the most useless one the, well, the beer well interestingly enough right now in the revote it's 50% beer 30% street 20% medical procedure however no one wants to be in an elementary school so apparently our smart and good looking listeners are smart enough that they don't need to be on an elementary school Okay, well, being on an elementary school is cool, but who should that be reserved for? Because, like, civic leaders? Are you saying civic yeah, leaders, it's politicians? Kind of funny. Yeah, because um, I was just I just saw something. Boy, one of the I think it was one of the SEC stadiums or something is named after somebody who was like a pretty bad dude. <laughs> I'll look, like, I'll look it yeah, up. You yeah, you make a bad move. Yeah, and, and then uh, you get, you get you, a name on something. Yeah, and it's like. Mm. I can't remember where I saw that, but uh, so Armin, you could be on a building like uh, at Marquette, you know, well, the Armin Sarian School for Pickling Sciences, like, the new dorm. What's the over under of? Um, <laughs> I was gonna say, what's the over under for the uh, you know Trump Elementary? What, I mean, we have Trump hotels and Trump Only golf properties. I was gonna say, if he builds it or licenses it. Because you don't think that many municipalities, given our divided political culture, sure, be some. There would were, be able to say, we're going to name our school after the president. There, there, there will be some somewhere. Just like the, I think there's a lot of you uh, think there Obama will be. schools now. So, somewhere, somewhere in this country, they're going to call it Trump school. You don't think so? Trump elementary? I or like a private school, maybe? I'm not sure. I think somebody will just because of the might people and, are and... so weak, tribal about politics now. Um, I think a street would be pretty cool, though, as long as it's okay. a legit one. Would you be a boulevard? Well, yeah. Okay, Armin, if it was a street, would you be a street, a boulevard, a way? A parkway. A parkway? Armin Ave- Parkway? Avenue? Highway. Avenue. What about a circle? Say, talking circle. Um, Armin Circle? Armin Circle wouldn't be bad. Yeah, like... Um, Armin Drive? That, In like St. That. Louis, they had the Mark McGuire Highway, and they kind of took his name off that after his admission that he took. Performance enhancing. Drugs. See, that's another thing. You got to live up to that because it's one of the things that uh, I know. You know, first of all, naming somebody something after somebody while they're still alive is. See now, the dicey. one I don't like in Green Bay is Brett Favre Pass. It's like you you tried too hard on that. Yeah, it should have been Farvenue. Farvenue. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's what it should, that sounds you know. like a Volkswagen commercial. Right, but it should have been Fa- Brett Favreau. Brett Favreau? Yeah. You, There's a Mike McCarthy Street, too. There's McCarthy. Uh, Holmgren Way, which Way. I get. You know, the Holmgren Way. Yeah. Lombardi Bar- Avenue was the first. But a Brett Favre scramble? Is that. Yeah. It's not a name. But that's not a name it's of the street. It's not a name of the street. I, I get it. Right. But you could have that at Perkins. <laughs> yeah, you could have that, definitely. It would be. So please vote in the stripper poll today at Drew Olson Show. Please tweet at us at Drew Olson MKE at Onair KB as well. We're digging this. Now, here's the thing that I wanted to tee up as well today. We'll talk Packers. Aaron Rodgers spoke at his locker yesterday, surrounded by media. You may have heard a little bit. You heard him. Uh, uh, Armin, we have a, a little clip from that. He was kind of funny. He's talking about his knee. Now, there's a couple things that happened as a result of this, and a couple of things that happened, a couple of observations from the locker room yesterday, if you will. Let's take a listen. If you've seen Rocky Three, <laughs> you know that Mr. T, Clubber Lang, has a prediction before the fight. Pain. <laughs> That's kind of what it felt like. That's kind of what it felt like. Pain. 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 Uh, so, all right. So, Rogers talked as he did, and it was kind of jovial. It was freewheeling and stuff. But if you are like me, and if you subscribe to certain services and you get push notifications on your phone, you may have gotten one from Bleacher Report and ESPN. Uh, indeed, I did. Saying that Rogers concerned about knee. Aaron Rodgers is concerned his knee injury will get worse throughout the season. Really? That's what the Go uh, figure. That's what the that's what they said. Now, here's the question and here's the answer that led to that. The question was, is there any concern that instead of getting better as the year goes on that your knee was going to continue to get worse as the year goes on? Rodgers' answer was, I mean, yeah, it's obviously a concern. Hopefully it goes the other way though. Okay. Rodgers worried about knee. Boom, boom, boom. Click, That's click, news? click, click, click. Like, yeah. Come on, man. I know. It's Of course he's worried about his knee. Pain. You know what? Pain. I had, you know, I, I'm coming down with a cold, I think. I went out and got some emergency last night. Does All that right? stuff really work? I think that's yeah, just it's a like, waste no, of money, No, it's like 7,000 milligrams <laughs> of, yeah. of, of, and now, of, of vitamin C. Vitamin C. I, my son yeah. swears by it. But, but I'm a little concerned that it might get worse. And it's just a head cold. Of course he's concerned. But that's why a lot of people are always saying that's the state of, I mean. I think you plunked down money for a placebo. Oh, no, uh, no, no, no. I'm sticking with someone who's working in the medical he, he's profession. He's in the medical profession and he swears by it, but I don't know, man. Uh, vitamin C's what, not going to kill you. What's the science? Oh, it's not going to be bad for you. I, I don't take, I used to take multivitamins religiously. And then I started to look into it more and I realized you just expensive urine. Doesn't really do much for it's you. Like yeah, but sometimes pills. it gets pretty kick-ass color-wise. Yes, <laughs> true. Which is kind of, you know, for a guy can be kind of a. It makes it cool more thing. fun when KB writes his name in the snow. Sometimes it's like well, you, know. you know, guys are the only ones who would think about that. Wow. <laughs> Good lord. Must be the vitamins. So you're right. Just saying. Right. But but it was pumped up, and that that thing was ridiculous. Now the other thing from the Packers fade, locker room. Fade, fade. The other thing from the Packers locker room that was interesting was um, that Rodgers talked and Jimmy Graham did not. Again, keeping his streak alive. Jimmy Graham, the Packers tight end, has not spoken to the media since July 28th. Rob Domofsky, our friend from ESPN, uh, tweeted today, approached Jimmy Graham in the locker room. He said he had no time to speak. He hasn't talked to the media since July 28th. Asked him if he would ever speak to us. He said, that's not my thing. Asked if he'd just pay the $10,000 fine. 
He had no comment, turned and walked away. Tomaski tweeted, tweeted this in a little link to ESPN.com where they show his extended tweet. Jimmy Graham came back at him and said, next time you want to call me out, drop a pair and tag me. Jimmy Graham said that to him yesterday. Bit of attitude. It's like Rob's writing a story on ESPN.com about you not talking to the media. I don't think he's hiding from you. Yeah, pretty, it's pretty much out there. Pretty funny. We're going to tee that up in a moment as well. It's the Drew Wilson Show, powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. I'm just happy to say play our game because especially being a brewer, so speaking on that level, it's, it's great. It's great to see how we're playing and how exciting it is that everyone's just smiling and laughing. It's always good to hear music at the end, so something's happening. It's, it's working. Brewers lefty Gio Gonzalez, winning pitcher last night at Miller Park, brings us back to the Drew Olsen Show, powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. What was Gio Gonzalez doing right there? Talking to the media, doing an interview, answering questions. Jimmy Graham, the Packers' tight end, not marquee uh, free agent acquisition, not talking. Not in his playbook. To the media. I don't know why. Uh, and I'm wondering... And we can ask the smart, good-looking people, like I just did on Twitter, at Drew Olson MKE. As a fan, do you care if Jimmy Graham speaks to the media? Because the longer I've done this, and for those who are just stumbling into our show and learning about us and uh, might not be aware, I've spent you know 20-plus years talking to athletes in all levels and all settings after games, before games, just as a, as a beat hack, as a sports writer. And the older I get, the more I start to realize and the less tolerance I have for BS and just the general uselessness of the ritual of the post-game interview and just interviews in general. Game playing. We're feeding the beast in a way. And if you're a Packers fan, like, okay, Aaron Rodgers had some cool stuff to say. And Aaron Rodgers is really interesting. And there are a handful of interesting players in professional sports. But a lot of them are just dullards. They don't like it. They don't like the media. They don't like talking to the media. They would rather do anything else. And some of them give you purposely bad, vague, cliche answers in the hopes that eventually you'll just stop asking them questions. How many, what percentage would you say of players that you interview or have interviewed will give you something that is really usable and not well, just the string of, you know, worked really hard out here, there today. Yeah, here's the thing. Like it's a lot of times it's up to, it's up to you, the reporter to first of all, know what you want and to ask, ask pointed directed questions. Like I wasn't always looking for that money quote that I'm going to build my story around. If I get it, it's nice. But what I'm mostly looking for from those guys, you know, and my base, most of my experience was covering baseball, but I've talked to athletes in all sports was information. I would ask them the questions that I thought the guy on the couch would be asking. You know, like, what were you thinking at that point? What were you expecting? How did that play come about? You know, what you know, what went through your mind? Have you been through this before? Uh, it helps if you cover a team and you know guys and you have rapport and you have a context for the questions. But the the general, general generalities of it, like, I, I got to the point where I was doing, I'd go to every Packer game the last couple of years. I didn't go last year. And I'm, I haven't gone to any this year, but I would go to every pack game and I would either, you can either go to the podium and, and sit there when Aaron Rodgers comes out and talks and the, Mike McCarthy first, then Aaron Rodgers, 
or you can go in the locker room and talk to like all the guys who are available. And there's swarms around them, and it, it comes in waves, and people go from locker to locker and try to get as much sound and reaction as you can. Now, if the guy's involved in a key play in the game, like let's say Clay Matthews after Sunday, you want to ask him his reaction, and that's... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Like, that's news, right? But if you're asking, if you have a question about a certain matchup or if you saw something, like you're watching the game on a Bob McGinn level and you saw something that you know, Brian Bulaga changed his sets. He was doing jump sets, you know, in the second half, as opposed to the way he was setting up to block in the first half. You can ask that. That's the kind of stuff like I wanted to get to is that kind of stuff. And I always in baseball, it's different because you have access to guys before the game and during batting practice and at their lockers. It's a lot more casual. I would just always try to get I try to educate myself because these guys know a lot about the game. We're going to talk to Tim Dillard. He's been OK. He's 12 year. 12 years in the Pacific Coast League and a, a couple of cups of coffee with the Brewers, but he's been a pro baseball player for a long time. I can learn a lot from talking to Tim Dillard. I learned a lot. I developed a relationship over the years, and he's one of my good friends now that he's retired, with Jeff Cirillo. And I credit Jeff Cirillo for teaching me a lot about the game. I, I would come to him with questions, and he would tell me, and we would have sometimes long, heated discussions, but he would tell me, you're thinking like a writer. He'd say, stop thinking like a media guy. That's not how it is. And I would, And sometimes I... I've absorbed a lot of that stuff, and sometimes people think of me as being that kind of snotty. I just try to educate people and raise the bar. And if, hey, how did it feel to hit that home run, slugger? That that kind of stuff is worthless. But if there are good questions, and if you get guys like Aaron Rodgers or Curtis Granderson who are thoughtful and interesting and want to play that game. And, and there was a time when I tried to interview Ted Simmons. I was trying to, when Ted Simmons was around as a Brewers bench coach for a while, he was with Ned Yost and stuff and I I got into him and I was asking him something about why they didn't do something and he thought he he I think he, he he wasn't having a good day or something but he like he was blowing me off and he said I said yeah but I'm trying to I'm trying to understand he goes I don't have time to teach it to you I don't want to teach it I don't he didn't want to it was almost like Aaron Rod- uh, Brett Favre didn't want to mentor Aaron Rodgers he didn't feel like teaching he's like I don't I don't want to show that's, this like I don't have to like, do this with your you job. and and it's like I, I'm like but okay so educate me and let me know what four other things did you dismiss before you decided on this decision? He's just like, that was our decision. And I understood he just didn't want to. I mean, but yeah. I, he's, a, he's, a, he's like Yoda to a lot of people, and he was just having a bad day. But there were times when, you know, a lot of, a lot of times in my career, guys would sit down and say, this is what we, we thought about this, this, and this, and you, you don't know this. And the guys that were completely transparent, I learned from. There's I was not a lot of that going on anymore. I was at an event, I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, and Josh Jones was there. And, I mean, there's the dumb question, too. And I really appreciated his response because 
the person asked him, they said, um, uh, do you think you'll be, you know, do you think uh, you have the team to go to the Super Bowl this year? And if not, what piece are you missing? And he just kind of looked at him and he goes, what do you want me to say? No, we're not good enough to go to the Super Bowl because we don't have, you know, this guy or this guy. Because I'm not going to say that. Of course I'm thinking we're going to go to the Super Bowl. And the team we have on the field is the team that we're gonna that is gonna get us there. Yeah, no athlete will ever admit that they're not. No, well, no, there. I know. Yeah. I thought that was an honest answer. Yeah. In a way, it was kind yeah. of a backhanded slap at the guy who yeah. asked the question. Yeah, definitely. So somebody always asks that. Usually, it's I've been to Super Bowl media days, and there's uh, you know Guillermo or Ross, the intern from the t- the old Tonight Show, and guys like that. Guillermo from Kimmel Show or something. They'll ask somebody at the Super Bowl, "Is this a must-win game?" <laughs> Perfect. I love that. Now, it gets a laugh, but that's kind of like what we're getting to. And that's, you know, there are... At least that's clever. Thoughtful questions can get good answers. But just to me, it's like, especially post-game, that's not the place for it. And football doesn't have a culture where guys, not many guys will sit you down and spend four minutes explaining, like, the, the nuts and bolts. They, they, like, their attitude is, you don't know, you don't need to know, you're never going to understand anyway. Forget well, about I it. Mean, and in it, baseball, it's not that way. And I'm spoiled because I came up covering Phil Garner, who was incredibly secure in the decisions. He'd be like, well, I decided this and it didn't work, but here's what I considered. And this is why I'm And if you disagree, that's fine. But I made the decision. This is why I did it. Well, imagine this. You know, we do a radio show and imagine it was tiring. And okay, for a minute. Wait, you mean it's not? Yeah. Imagine that it was tiring and we're exhausted and we've worked up a sweat, you know, and played hard. And then we go back to the locker room and someone comes in and all we're thinking about is, okay, it was a, it was a long show. I'm tired. I want to get home. want to kick my feet up. And someone walks in and starts asking you about, you know, how to do radio you know what? What what were you thinking when you said this? What was and right? You don't even remember saying. You don't it, even yeah. remember saying. And it's like, oh man, I don't want to go through this with you. Well, I, right now, I'm trying to get out of here. Especially, I think if it didn't go well, like I, I think yeah. a, a lot yeah. of guys would love to talk about being the hero of the game. Sure, I'd love to talk about hitting a cycle, but let's say you did something wrong and you're already upset at yourself or upset at the result or wish you had done it differently, then you have to reflect on that. and you have Yeah, to, that's, it's one the, of the few things like, hey, why didn't you do a better job on that Penske file? Or, you know, why didn't you, uh, why didn't you close that, you know, Smithers account? What, wh- what the why hell? Didn't, why didn't you say this? Not Penske material. Because I'm not Penske material. All right, so I threw it out there, and I basically said, do you care, as a Packers fan, do you care if Jimmy Graham ever talks to the reporters? Like, you know do you what? care if he ever does? And it's an avalanche of responses to me at Drew Olson. Let me guess. No. Marlon, no. Michael, nope. Kurt, could care less. Kurt, let's let's fix the world one tweet at a time. Eh. It would be couldn't care less. You yeah. could not care less. If you could care less, it means you care. If you could not care or, less, it means he's you not don't care. investing that much time into caring less. He's caring as less as could care as less. Little, he's caring as little as he possibly can. Although there is still room to care even less. He's stopping there because the Could incremental care caring. No, that you can't spin that. Could care less. Let his game actions do the talking. Jimmy, no. Dylan, nope. Adam, I don't care about anything he does if he produces on Sunday. Dagota Dixon, which is a great Twitter handle. Catch the ball when it's thrown to him, and I don't care if he talks to his wife and kids. <laughs> Brad, he can be mute as long as he's a good teammate and helps us win games. Yelich for MVP. 
I don't care if any players talk to the media. Team Jimmy Graham. Nope. You know, he doesn't he hasn't been around long enough, you know, and performed at a level where well, we're interested in anything that he has to do. He's kind of kind of prove himself. He's well, in his mind he's proven himself in New Orleans and Well, he Seattle. hasn't proven himself here and he came in but, yeah. with the moniker of being quote unquote old. Yeah. It's like, okay, so let's see what well, you can do, and then we'll worry about what you have to say. So if you know if this was New York or something, they'd be constantly bringing up how Jared Cook is a better player, and they should have kept Jared Cook, and that was one of the humongous hacks of the Ted Thompson on his way out was letting Jared Cook go and then paying Mercedes Lewis and Jimmy Graham when Jared Cook is better than both Martell's guys. Bennett. Martell's Bennett, yeah. Martell's Bennett. No, I just mean like this year yeah. even. Like, you know, they, they screwed up. Jared Cook was a good player. They let him go. And, you know, hmm. Okay, I have a question though. Now, obviously, we're getting the you're getting similar responses. Everyone's saying no, no, we don't care. But if that's true. Then how come fans constantly want to rip Packers media for not getting the story or not get, doing their job? That's part of or it not, too. Or not? Or not? Yeah. I hear this all the time. Well, it's your job to ask. Your job to do this. But then they saying, "Why are you asking them that? Why are you pestering them with that?" So it's kind of like it's, the media can never. The media win. is going to lose all the time. There's no doubt about it. People hating the media. I mean, and we fake know, news. and we know how much Packers content fans consume. And that's just it. So don't tell me you don't care about what these guys and say. The idea somehow people say like because uh, it's a small market, Packers coverage is soft. And like, there's no way, it's not soft. It's as good as it's and it, as in depth. And I think the Packers fans are passionate, but they're also educated. Uh, again, we can use the St. Louis parallel. The Cardinals are covered very well by like they have a Hall of Fame writer, uh, Rick Hummel, friend of show, and then Derek Gould, their beat guy, will be in the Hall of Fame someday. And He's really good, and so they—they they, it is part of the reason that the fans are as passionate is because of the guys that cover it and, and that link. Uh, now, does it change your life if Jimmy Graham gives an interview and stands at his locker and says, "Well, we got to give it 110 percent," and these guys are, hey, those guys on the other team—they're they're professionals too. They get paid. It doesn't change your life, and it's not going to be any better. It's going to keep him from getting fined ten, twenty thousand dollars, but it's not going to change anybody's life. But the guys that are thoughtful and can enlighten in the guys who educate the reporters, it, it helps everybody. Well, I would so. think that some of the reason why people might think that uh, Wisconsin reporters are soft, um, yeah, they do go in depth. Yeah, they do offer the insight, but they're generally not as adversarial as you would find in Philly or New York. So maybe their definition of soft is, why didn't you go after him a little more? Why didn't you, you know... Dress them yeah, down. I mean, because they're, you know, Bob again, one of the greatest writers of all time for football, right? Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Without he, and a he doubt, didn't, he didn't do many interviews with players. He got yelled at a lot, but he didn't do a lot of interviews with players. And he proved he didn't. And part of the greatness of Bob again is he didn't have time for that crap. He didn't waste his time with the guys who said, you know, oh well, we gave one hundred and ten percent, and we're going to have to look at the film. And like he didn't have, he he went in with specific. What happened on that third and seven play? Did you slip? Did the guy bait you? Did it? Did you think he right. like he? If you go in with specific stuff, you know you can. And that <laughs> part of it, part of it is on the media. And I will say this because I've asked my share of a million bad questions in my career. There's a lot of bad questions being asked, yes or no questions, or just questions that aren't specific. And people that are looking for a soundbite, that's what you're going to get. But if you ask a pointed, specific question about an event in a game. Most times, athletes will answer it and give you something worthwhile. And that's okay. I, I got into uh, to it one time where I had a player yell at me 
because I had written something negative about a teammate who didn't perform well. I basically laid out that this guy screwed up. And this guy in front of his teammates said to me, you keep writing that crap, and I'm not, and I'm not talking to you for the rest of the year. And I said, <laughs> I was feeling my bones at that time. I said, okay, one down, 24 to go. Ha! <laughs> and he said, why are you getting all negative? I said, why am I getting negative? You just told me you are going to freeze me up for the rest of the year. And, and I'm then, the negative one? And then, and then he, I said, you think I... I, I could shave 45 minutes off my night and get to the bar quicker if I don't have to come down here and wait for you guys to shower and come and, and talk to me into my tape recorder. And he's like, I said, you think it's the highlight of my night? And he goes, yeah, but well, why'd you write that about the guy? I'm like, he, he screwed up. I, mean, I, I just, what do you, you want? Know, yeah. I, I can't couch it. And so we ended up having a productive conversation. It was from a rocky start. But he was stunned when I came back at him and said, one down, 24 to go. And that's the way it used to be when play, when. Writers just stayed in the press box and didn't go down and ask, you know, hey, did you lose that ball in the sun? Or, hey, what were you thinking? They just wrote. We should, you know, at some point we should have this conversation with Hottercourt because he left Milwaukee and went to New York. and he could, We will talk to him about that. Because he could give us uh, when the season a rundown ends, of the environment. Take a memo, Armin. We'll talk to Hottercourt. We'll have him in for a whole show when the season ends. We will continue our highbrow discussion on the Drew Olson Show. Powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. It's Thursday on the Drew Olson Show. Powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. The Brewers are off today, but our guys are working hard. Not even supposed to be here today. Well, they're in the studio. I'm talking about open-heart surgery here. Drew and KB will talk about the Brewers' playoff hopes and beer with Tim Dillard. They'll also check in with the Premier League pool and the League of Indifference. Who cares? Now, they can be indifferent about just about anything. Stop. Here's Drew on KB. The ceiling is the roof. Tell the babysitter we're going deep. You just be a good girl. Well, I'm getting older and grumpier. It's tremendously big and tremendously wet. Bongo, 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 bongo. <laughs> I don't ever want to be successful. Many yards to me, fifth boss. They call me Big Al, and I hit dingers. Got a, you know, nipple twister. I have a big, you know, just hanging out. Just want you to know, Drew. I'm only doing this for you, buddy. I don't even know who he is. He's the man. I respect the scorpion. Oh, wow. We're well, going head up, Woody. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Don't ask me to do nothing. This is nothing. Well, actually, I do like Braun better than Aaron Rodgers. Foo Fighters. He could be a freak on the court and on the shins. Oh you know what I'm saying? Beneath his stormy surface flowed the warm tide of compassion and kindness. And here he is, having the time of his life. Andrew, you are not the <laughs> We made it to Thursday. Welcome to the Drew Olson Show, powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson in Oconomowoc. Is it 85 degrees outside yet? I was told that it would be 85 degrees. Uh, no, it is not. Lindsay Slater did tweet. She said the clouds have to go away in order for it to hit 85. But it is okay. nice and comfortable. So are we going to get up to 92 degrees today? <laughs> On top of the lucky heat wave, here is the tomb that's number two. Here they come. It is September 20th. It is 920. We are broadcasting in Milwaukee on the big 920. Station of the year. 
right there. This will mean nothing to the smart, good-looking people listening to us on the Big 1070 in Madison or on the iHeartRadio app. But throughout today's program, we're going to celebrate 920 Day. It's 920. KB's second favorite day that ends in 20. <laughs> yes, it is. Now, on October 70th, we will celebrate the Big 1070. <laughs> On October 70th this year and every year. We won't have the old sounders. <laughs> but we have a treasure trove. See now, WOKY, the, the Big 920. I grew up in the Milwaukee area, and that was the station when AM radio was king. The names, they're still, they're legendary names like Bob Barry and Jack Lee and some of the guys that were on the air on the Mighty 92. And with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With our buddy Greg John and the, the the fine folks here, and through the magic of uh, people not throwing stuff away, we have a treasure trove of awesome jingles to go through today. Armin is uh, producing the program. Here's Armin. Sorry, and hi, Armin. Hey, how's it going, guys? All right, so this well, for us, we love this stuff. Yeah, like this the is Mind- awesome. This is a heritage radio station. Like I don't even know how many years it. I'd have to go to Wikipedia because there's a there's probably a W-O-K-Y Wikipedia page that would tell me when they went on the air and how long. But this is a heritage radio station. We had Cato Kalen on, you know, KB, when you first joined the program, I think, and he talked about how I'm listening to the Mighty 92. That's the way you used to have, have to answer the phone because they would call listeners and you, you had to answer the phone that way. And this is... Um, Mighty 92, you're the 13th caller. Thanks for calling. I almost forget sometimes that we're broadcasting on this here heritage Milwaukee radio station with this... AM signal, the mighty 92. So, Armin, like, just... Let's... 1947, August 31st, 47. They, we first uh, went on wow. there, it looks like. August 31st, 1947. So, let's take a listen to some of these. Uh, these are just priceless jingles. Bob Barry, W-O-K-Y, mighty 92. Bob Barry, W-O-K-Y, playing much more music on the Bob Collins Show. Baby. How great is that? You're going to change your voice now, like an old-time radio voice? Bob, Bob Barry, um, he's known, he's the guy that introduced the Beatles when they played the Milwaukee Arena. He was the, the, the fifth Beatle. He's his, you know, that's something that he was the hot DJ at the time when the Beatles came to Milwaukee, and he that's what he's known for, but he was... Obviously a part of the legacy of this here station, uh, WOKY. And we continue the tradition. Yeah, we should. <laughs> we... Bob Barry started the stripper pole of the day back in 1964. You want to know something? 
<laughs> I'm going to tell you this much. That is cutting edge. It's revolutionary. And uh, 64 years from now, or whatever, 70, what will be 71 years from now? Yeah, 71 years from now, they'll be. They're going to be looking back at the stripper pole of the day. Speaking of the stripper pole of the day, um, Twitter wasn't invented when WOKY launched, but we use Twitter to reach out to folks and to, to share with them our poll question today. Every sports show can have a poll question. Ours is in a gentleman's club somewhere on the planet. KB with his fistful of 20s and smelling like a, a knockoff Dracar cologne. What are we, uh, where are we today? <laughs> like French vanilla and lavender. Um, Wait, wait, get that glitter off your shirt. That's right. Okay. In honor That's... of the launch of At Dim Tiller, Very Pale Ale, we're in Tim Dillard's hometown of Sarasota, Florida, for the Peekaboo Lounge stripper poll of the day. By the way, Tim will be on the show at 1.30. Uh, if you could have one of these things named after you, which one would you pick? A beer, a street, an elementary school, or a heart medical procedure? Right now, beer and street are tied at 31%, 21% elementary school, 17%. A heart or medical procedure. That's, um, I guess, not surprising. There's just there's so many beers now. It's like the International Star Registry. The International Beer Registry says Armin Sarian's Olive Skin IPA is right. now available. I've got a bottle of KB beer somewhere where a guy was a home brewer when I was on the other radio show. He brewed some stuff and made a label. And... Uh, I didn't. I never drank the it. The KB Porter or something. No, like that. it was That's just right. KB beer. All right, so please vote in our stripper poll of the day at Drew Olson Show. What would you want named after you? A beer, a street, an elementary school, or a medical procedure? Maybe and we should course, call Tommy John and ask him what it's like to have Tommy John well, surgery named I'm, after. I was thinking more of pioneering the procedure instead of having it done on well, you. But uh, and then one know, guy, of course, immediately goes full metal Armin. And off the board, I want an athletic facility. No, that's not a choice. Because if we put athletic facility on, this is if, a sports show, everyone would have said athletic facility. If you did say medical procedure, though, you'd probably want it to be something along the lines of penis reduction surgery. <laughs> reduction, <laughs> right. Penis reduction surgery, yes. I pioneered that. They named the procedure well, after me. Yeah, no, you, there's one where you want to be that's, the recipient. Okay, you want right. yeah, well, you want to yes, be the recipient. Yes. I mean, well, you that's don't what want I'm saying. Tommy John. I want to be the Tommy John right. of, of penis, penis reduction, reduction surgeries. <laughs> that, that was an old Bob Saget bit. He talked about living in California, being afraid of an earthquake during a vasectomy. <laughs> I, I'm afraid there's going to be an earthquake while I'm having a vasectomy. It was a 7.1, but now it's been downgraded to a 5.2 on the Richter scale. So, so, all right. This is frivolity, I tell you. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, at Drew Olson. MKE. Um, people are loving the jingles. Armin, give us a couple more jingles. Um, Sean's loving the Milwaukee. What happened to those jobs for the people that used to sing that? We should bring that back. Oh, I don't. I have KB like a barbershop quartet. to expose their identity, but you and I both know people who do that all the time. There are, yes. They true. still do it. It's not as cheesy as that. But let's bring back cheesy. What's oh, wrong with absolutely. cheesy? We're not cheesy enough. Sports, so, sports and stuff. <laughs> Drew and KB. Maybe, maybe intern Josh could throw a couple down. Maybe. All right. So, all right. We, this People are digging this. It's it's fantastic. We're celebrating 920 today on the Big 920. Okay, why? 
Wow, that's a really old one. Oh, that was kitschy. That's probably from the 40s. All right, so I'll tell you now we're going to go to a newsreel. We're celebrating the heritage. All right, so that's just swell. I've asked a question on my own Twitter. It's sort of a bonus lapper, if you will, if you follow me at Drew Olson MKE. And I have to say, I'm stunned because I threw it out there um, while we were broadcasting to folks on the Big Ten Seventy. And you people in Madison today don't feel left out because we're talking about nine twenty. We, like I said, on October seventieth, we are going to party hard. Yes, we're going to party hard, but. and the iHeartRadio app as well. But we were talking about this, and I threw it out on Twitter. And in these fractured, polarized, bitter times, it's a, we have a hard time getting consensus. It's very elusive, almost impossible. We have a hard time getting everybody to agree that today is Thursday. But I threw a question out at Drew Olson MKE, and the response has been, as my pal Homer down the dial would say, anonymous. The response has been overwhelming and one-sided, and I just ask simply, as a Packers fan, do you care if Jimmy Graham talks to the media? Overwhelmingly, people say no. Fans say nope, don't care, as long as he catches passes, as long as he plays on Sunday. Don't care, don't care. We've had a couple people say I could care less, to which I want to correct them and say couldn't care less. Kudos to Matt who said I couldn't care less if players talk with the media. The only one that should feel any obligation is the starting quarterback given the nature of the position. Also, when talking to players, reporters need to stop asking, saying, talk about, and come up with thoughtful questions. That is a crutch for some guys. Thank you, Matt. Please report to a journalism journalism school and start telling people that to avoid those kind of questions. But it is, I have had not a single response say that, yeah, it's his duty. It's a, He's stiffing the fans. Jimmy Graham doesn't care about his personal brand. Jimmy Graham doesn't care if he gets a, a endorsement deal with Bergstrom Chevrolet and gets a free, you know, Suburban or something. He doesn't... I guess when you got $12 million, I was thinking about this too. If he's going to get fined ten grand, or whether it's ten grand a week, or I don't know how that works, if it's ten grand once, or if it's ten, twenty grand, whatever it is, it's the equivalent of, of us, I don't know, like throwing our change from the drive-thru into that little thing that they have. You know? I mean, like, or $10 like, million dollars to Mark Cuban. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's like, what is it? It's a drop in the bucket. So, yeah, seriously. It's like, come on. So, do fans care? No. So, should reporters care? No. Is, is your life diminished in any way because Jimmy Graham doesn't say, hey, those guys in the other locker room, they're professional too, and they get paid just like we do, and... We're going to go out and we're going to look at the film and try to get better, and we're going to give 110% next week, and we're going to try to you know, now, win the game for the Green Bay Packers. What I would do if I was a reporter, and you know he's not going to talk to the media, let's say he has a three-touchdown game and catches the winning touchdown with just seconds remaining. Oh. I would go. I would walk in and just dust him, so, just look at him now, and move right by. Here's the thing, and I've experienced some of this myself, where – friend of show Pedro Gomez was, like me, an ink stain guy. He came from newspapers. He was a beat reporter covering the A's for the Sacramento paper, and then he moved on up, and then he became a columnist at the Arizona Republic and stuff. And he, like me, had experienced his, his – he had his episodes of players who gave him the Heisman. Like, I'm not talking today. I remember one time <laughs> somebody asked – he was – so anyway, Pedro ends up going to ESPN, and he told me, at one point, we were having some milkshakes after a game, and he said, I almost feel guilty because guys 
who guys who would I would ask them for an interview and uh, they'd say no, and I'd say how about tomorrow, and they'd say not today, not tomorrow, not next week, basically forget about it. They told me to go pound sand. I got this like microphone with a four sided flag with ESPN on it, and they're inviting me to their house now. Like I, I, it's yeah. like they, I, I all of a sudden I'm no longer a, a print guy with a newspaper. I'm a guy with a TV camera and a crew, and I can come to the house. And he said the access was in, was and some some guys. I'm not going to talk to these local stiffs, but the national people come. Oh, Peter King. Oh, I'll sit down. Here's a half hour for you. And you know, so he may be that way. He only he maybe Bob Hope. He likes a big room. Maybe he's that way. Maybe not. But if he catches a touchdown pass on national TV, and if he had done it, you know, the other night, and Michelle Tafoya tries to grab him, and and you pretty much have to at that point. If you, I don't know how often the Nationals get blown off because they pay a lot of money to the league. Does he blow off everyone? It doesn't matter. I think he has, but that's just it. If he does something significant and someone wants him on a walk-off interview, and if, if it's, you know, well, I'm talking about Michelle Tafoya or somebody, like, what then? I'm, I'm talking about being the local guy who he's not talking to at all. And, he has a big game, scores a game winner, and you just walk in. You give him the Heisman. And to see, and, and, he may uh, not care. Well, and that's just it. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what his deal is. I don't know what he's pissed about. It's not, he hasn't been mistreated. Yeah, the, the big nine twenty. Crank that up. Fans Armin. don't care. Crank that up, Armin. Right Give now, us some more jingles. It's just nine twenty. Right now it's seventy one degrees here in Milwaukee on the big nine twenty. We're going to be coming back to you the little Roy Orbison. This is Barry Manilow inviting everybody to turn the radio up here on WOKY, Milwaukee. Yes, what better way to celebrate the 920, September 20th, than with the big 920 with Barry Manilow. It doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, Happy 920, uh, everybody. Ten. This one going out by request to all the people down at Laddish working second <laughs> shift. We know you're working hard for us. But you like to party. I <laughs> uh, love 920. It's the Drew Olson Show. Drew and KB hanging out with you. Uh, I've been told now that we can celebrate on October 7th uh, for the Big Ten 70. Because WTSO, uh, 10T, nice. 7. But that's a Sunday, so we won't be working so <laughs> next year. We'll when catch you next year when it's a Monday. But we're celebrating the heritage of WOKY in Milwaukee, our station here. And I grew up listening to it, and all these jingles are just so damn much fun. <laughs> and how often do you get Barry Manilow bringing you back, huh? Mandy, a little Mandy in your life. A Could little you talk bit. up to this one, KB? Love songs. <laughs> WOKY. All right. I spend that so, again. Hi, this is Barry Manilow inviting <laughs> everybody to turn the radio up here on WOKY, Milwaukee. That is studio quality, too. That's amazing. All right, so I'm continue with the bonus lapper at Drew Olson MKE, and I'm asking the simple question. Do you care if Jimmy, Jimmy Graham talks to the media or not this year in Green Bay? Packers player, people, you know, Clay Matthews doesn't do that many interviews. He's probably had his share of fines for dipping out and not doing interviews. He does post-game, but Jimmy Graham's been a ghost since like the second day of training camp. And he seemed to be in a good mood at that point. He seemed to be happy. He was talking about the EAA fly-in and stuff that he was at. He had done a bags tournament and did some interviews there. But since the second day of camp, he hasn't talked to anybody and he's not doing it. And I'm simply asking, do you do you care? As a Packers fan, does it bother you? Do you care in any way? And it's overwhelming 
right now, people say no. Now, they're butchering the could care less and couldn't care less, but they say no. <laughs> but Mark said, uh, uh, let's give some props to Mark. He responded at Drew Wilson MKE. I would like to hear what he has to say, but I respect his choice. That's the closest thing we've gotten to people being interested. Patrick replied and said, no, I wish most athletes didn't and were not expected to speak to the media. It doesn't increase the joy of watching any game. Mystery is a feature, not a bug when it comes to athletes. This is what I have to say about this. Jimmy Graham hasn't been a Packer long enough for me to care. Yeah, there's there's that element of it. He's a newcomer. Uh, Zach and Eau Claire responded and said, it's not the end of the world, but it is annoying. No reason not to talk. In the end, fans drive the market from which their bloated salaries are funded and beat writers report for the fans. Curious, though, how many people saying no for the Packers had a problem with Marshawn. Great I'm point. I'm just here so I don't get fined. It's a great I'm point. just here so I don't get fined. Yeah, I mean, and we said before, the media, people are going to be mad at the media. Like, you try to do your job, you try to give them information, they devour everything you serve up, it's it's become a feed the beast thing, and then people say, well, why are you hounding a guy, or why can't you ask this question, or why can't you get, you know, why are you so easy on him? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Media is never going to win this. I just think it's interesting. And I, I wonder, because the longer I'm in this business, the more I realize so much of what happens at you know lockers and podiums is crap and meaningless like i know we're not exactly curing cancer here kb doing what is these animals <laughs> or or asking people semi literate stripper pole questions but i just ah, I, i'm telling you I, I i just find it interesting so i consider this like a listener survey today at drew olson mke do you care if jimmy graham talks to media? let's spin through what's happening now real quickly shall we now, sir. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened then? That's it. When? Just now. Wear it now, now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. What's happening now is brought to you by Robert Hack Diamonds on 76th and Layton in Greenfield and Green Tree in Port Road in Glendale. RobertHackDiamonds.com. Boom! <laughs> What's happening now? We continue to celebrate 920 on the big 920 in Milwaukee. What's happening now? Tiger Woods, back-to-back birdies at the Tour Championship. You can follow him shot by shot if you want online. It's KB's favorite thing in the world. Well, you can follow any pro shot by shot. Yeah, but not on the main sports front at usatoday.com slash sports. All right. Uh, This is last chance to get a win in his comeback here he's back on the course they're at east lake golf club in atlanta for the tour championship the final pga tour event of the year the finale of the fedex cup playoffs uh tiger is probably not going to win the 10 million dollar prize but he's one of the favorites in this week's tournament two of his tour wins kb have come at the tour championship most recently 2007 it's a long time 11 years yeah but what do you really need to know i don't watch america's got talent but 
Last night, Kiss announced what appears to be their fourth final farewell tour. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're, they're, this, they said they've this now is passed finally the who. it. They've passed right. the Who. The Who had their farewell tour in 1982, and they're probably still on the road right now. Now, I will say this. If you haven't seen them, this is a bucket list show. I mean, you don't have to be a clown to love the circus. I grew up loving I, you know? I grew up loving Kiss, and I had never seen them in concert until a couple of years ago. KB dragged me to see it, and it was awesome. <laughs> I'm telling you, you don't have to like the music, but it's this spectacle of fire and people dressed up. And, and the it's freak like, show, the freak show is. at the Marcus Amphitheater in the courtyard outside was the just freaks worth come that. out. So you know what? If they come through Milwaukee, do yourself a favor, and you ha- you also have to give them credit because. They're one of the most groundbreaking acts in rock and roll. I mean, they took glam rock to an entirely different level. And uh, so, fourth and final farewell tour. That's pretty wild. Um, what's happening now? Antonio Brown is uh, has talked to the media. I mean, he's, you know, he, 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 of course, who missed work on Monday. He said he was, quote, pissed off by losing. And he said, we suck. About the Steelers. You know what? You got to respect the honesty, don't you? I think so, yeah. Um, We haven't won a game yet. For me as a Steeler, that's unacceptable. I'm not on the sideline begging for the ball or making statements uh, you guys make. I'm pissed off. We're losing. We suck. Now, they lost 42-37 to the Chiefs on Sunday. Well, they tied Cleveland. Yeah, he had had an argument with their uh, offensive coordinator. Didn't speak to reporters after the game, and then he was... Didn't report to work, but now he's... And then there was the whole thing with the... Where he said, trade me and let's find out with his tweet and stuff. But he's just... Okay, he's just channeling and he's mad about losing. That's what he's pissed about. But what you really need to know, a Florida man faces charges after he allegedly drove his 15-year-old son with his teenage girlfriend to park so they could have sex, or in his words, to do their thing. Oh, boy. So the officers talked to the dad. He apparently said... Well, they aren't, they aren't out there stealing. They're just having sex. They could be out there doing worse. True. They talked to the son, and the son said, we just out there smoking and effing. Wow. Oh, <laughs> so, Something the whole family can enjoy. Well, you know, it's they're honest, right? Wow. What's happening now? The Dallas Cowboys, for the 12th year in a row, are the most valuable team in the NFL. Forbes magazine came out today with their franchise rankings. The Cowboys are worth $5 billion. Care to guess what the second most valuable team is? Uh, the Cowboys, would it be one? Cowboys. I'm trying to think. It's got to be someone in New England. Would it be New England or New England? New England is second. They're worth 3.8, a paltry 3.8. 1.2 billion less than the Cowboys. The Giants, Giants. third. I was going to say the Giants, the 3. major 3. markets. The Rams, fourth, three, 3.2. The Redskins in really? the top five at 3.2 billion, even though they're probably, uh, they may sell out with help from the Packers. The average franchise value is 2.57 billion. Uh, the Packers rank 12th on the list. Yep. All right, that's what's happening now. What's happening next? We continue to celebrate 920 here on the Big 920 in Milwaukee. And we're going to talk to Tim Dillard. The uh, Colorado Springs now, I guess, San Antonio Missions pitcher? I guess He's actually a free agent now, but uh, he was with Fox Sports Wisconsin this week for the Brewers Series against the Reds. We talked to him in the press box last night. We'll talk to him next. He's got an event coming up with Broken Bat Brewing Company that we're going to talk to him about, and he's just a groovy dude. Tim Dillard is up next on the Drew Olson Show, powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. The fun lover.
We're never going to run out of these. I love that rejoin. I should have had a song ready. Drew there are KB 71 of the you. 71 years of these. It's amazing. Sitting in the can. It's uh, 920 today, September 20th, and we're celebrating the big 920 hour station in Milwaukee. There we go. Now there's it. Yeah, there Feels you like go. happy days now. I'm Drew. KB's here. Armin is um, having some fun playing some oldies, and we're celebrating the heritage of this <laughs> station again. If we had a show on October 7th, which is a Sunday... Um, we would pay homage to the Big Ten Seventy in Madison, but we'll do uh, that next year. Next year we'll move to a Monday. Yeah, next year we'll do that. That's right. Um, so we're having some fun. Tim Dillard is. Our calls are going right to voicemail. Uh, he knows he's that uh, we were calling. We him. talked to him last night. We talked to him just last it's night. It's a funny but voicemail though. Tim Dillard. <laughs> we might have to. You, you should dial that up and play it on the air. Yeah. Would he be cool? Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but the thing is about Tim Dillard is, in addition to doing fine work for Fox Sports Wisconsin during the Red Series. Uh, he has an event coming up tomorrow at Broken Bat Brewing Company, which is located in the Third Ward in Milwaukee. It's on Buffalo Street. And see, back in January when he was in town for the um, on-deck event, the the guys at the uh, Bobblehead Hall of Fame Museum had a Tim Dillard bobblehead, and he did a signing at Broken Bat, and they were kicking it around. And like so many of our ideas, KB, uh, over beers, they decided, what if we did a Tim Dillard beer and they're going to put one out. They put one out, and they're going to be selling it, and you can taste it tomorrow night. But unlike our ideas, they followed through. Yeah, that's true. And Tim Dillard is a beer guy, much like Eric Thames, and he has uh, had input into uh, it's Tim Dim Tillard's Very Pale Ale. Now, Dim Tillard is his Twitter handle. Dim Tillard's Very Pale Ale is comes in a special. It's got him on the. On the it's amazing. Him on the label, on the can. It's just. It's epic. Him pitching and he uh had quite the hand in this it is 9.1 percent alcohol baby this is uh kb it should come with a driver go big early yeah so <laughs> we're going to talk to him when we get to him on about this uh just the whole thing about having a beer named and it's also the inspiration for our stripper pole of the day uh the stripper pole of the day is brought to us where are we today kb for the we're in uh, tim dillard's hometown of sarasota at the Peekaboo Lounge for the stripper pole of the day. If you could have, he's having a beer named after him. So uh, if you could have one of these things named after you, which one would you pick? A beer, a street, an elementary school, or a heart medical procedure, or other medical procedure? Right now, it is a beer in the lead at 36%, followed by a street, then an elementary school, and a heart procedure. Again, heart slash medical procedure. I don't know, man. That's... I, I was thinking of the heart medical procedure as you being the person who pioneers it, not necessarily who You being the patient? Being the patient, right. right. Well, Tim's going to be hanging out at the Broken Bat uh, Brewing Company. Again, it's on Buffalo Street in the Third Ward uh, from 6 till 6.30 till 8 tomorrow. He'll be there at about 6, but uh, Q&A session from 6.30 to 8 tomorrow. Brokenbatbrewery.com is their website. We'll continue our efforts to get a hold of uh, Tim uh, he is, by the way, and has been throughout his career, very good dealing with media. And if you don't follow him on social media, well, up until now, at Dim Tiller, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's kind of, you know, this is kind suddenly, of suddenly maybe he's a Jimmy Graham guy because we've been talking about Jimmy Graham not talking to the Green Bay Packers media. 
And I threw it out there on my Twitter account, at Drew Wilson MKE, as a Packers fan, do you care? And I've been stunned by, it's just universally, people say they do not. Suburban Vet Dad says, do I care? None whatsoever. Catch balls, move the sticks, get touchdowns, make Lambo leaps. Yet I do understand that's part of the job between games. But personally, I don't care. One of my faves growing up never talked to the media and should be in the Hall of Fame. Well, I mean, he's well known in the league, but... I personally think he hasn't been a Packer long enough for anyone to care. Yeah. Paul says, as a fan, it doesn't bother me. Sounds like sports writers, not necessarily you. Others have brought it up, too, are the ones who are most upset about it. I wouldn't say it's upsetting because I mentioned before, I had a player at one point in my career tell me that if I kept on writing the BS that I was writing about him and his teammates, he wasn't going to talk to me for the rest of the year. And it was at the point of the season where I had had enough, and my response was, one down, 24 to go. And his his reaction was, he got his, his eyes widened, and he said, why are you getting all negative like that? I'm like, dude, you just threatened to freeze me out for the entire year. What are you talking well, about? Yeah. And then I told him, and I, I gave him a window into what we do, and I said, and he, maybe he hadn't thought of it, but I said, you know, if I didn't have to come down here and wait for you guys to shower and talk into my tape recorder, I could save 45 minutes and off my night and be home or be at the bar. Um, you think it's the highlight of my night? You think? And he's like, "Oh, well, I kind of understand that." And but then we had a, a deeper conversation. Ended up being very productive, and it was uh, good for both parties. But what's happening is, and again, Jimmy Graham, I don't know him. I've never interviewed him. He might be the smartest, sharpest, most enlightening guy. But a lot of what has come now, athlete media uh, repartee has become, it's come to the point where you're standing there asking questions that you don't really want to ask, getting answers that he doesn't want to give, and you both know it's a worthless BS exercise, but you're just doing it to feed the beast. And that's when it kind of lost it lost some appeal for me. Uh, now that I've shifted into the punditocracy, if I have things like, I will tell you the other day, like I still go to Miller Park, and I'll surf around, and if I have specific questions of guys, I'll ask them, but, and guys that I know that I've had relationships with over the years that I can go to and ask questions, I will still do that because it informs my opinion and I can share that kind of stuff. In fact, later in the program today, we're going to fire up a little version of I'll waive the consulting fee. If you saw today, John Smoltz has a bunch of recommendations for um, rec- for fixing baseball because if you look around baseball, we're in the pennant race right now and the National League wildcard, that's really the only race that's going on is like the National League wildcard. The rest of the races were decided weeks ago and it's, Pretty bad. You know, I was thinking about that, too, because the Red Sox are playing the Yankees, and the Red Sox are so far out in front. Yeah, and it used to be you get down, even if you weren't a fan of the either team per se, but a fan of baseball, that last series or the late series in the season were great to yeah. watch. So Smoltz is saying that they should go to the minor league setup, and this is one of the things we can ask uh, Tim Dillard when we do get a hold of him. He wants to do the minor league setup where you have a first-half champ and a second-half champ. And that would then, you'd almost like retool, and then... It changes the dynamic because teams that are out of it in July, they can still load up for the second half. They might not trade players. In fact, they might acquire it. You have a bad first half. If you had a guy injured and he comes back, you can load up and still make the playoffs. It's what happened in 1981 with the strike-shortened season. Remember the Brewers won the second-half title? They beat Detroit and then went on and lost to the Yankees in the playoffs. But having that set up, it adds juice in the minor leagues. Uh, they do it. I think they even do it in the CBA in basketball. They, they do that, and it's... It's worked before, and it might be worth considering in this case because the, the races right now have not been – they're not that compelling. It's, it's just a kind of an off year. Now, we're 
knee deep in it because the Brewers are chasing the Cubs and trying to hold off the Cardinals and win that first wild card spot. But we'll we'll get into something that I've talked to guys at the ballpark about the other day, and we will tee that up uh, later in the program. We'll continue our efforts to get a hold of uh, <laughs> to get a hold of Tim Dillard. But John Smoltz, one of the great. Um, one of the, he's a great interview. He's a great, very thoughtful guy. If all the guys were like John Smoltz, the world would be a better place, but not everybody's like that. But right now, we're going to bring you the fifth dimension up, up, and away by Beautiful Balloon. They're playing the Walking Theater. We get tickets for you for the 920th caller. <laughs> the 920th caller. Give us a call right now, 414-799-1920, and you could go see the fifth dimension of the big 920. Up and away. We're back here on the Big Dad. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Plenty. While we were away, we gave away tickets to Agnes Wisniewski of West Dallas. She's going to be going to see the Fifth Dimension at the Milwaukee Theater on August 39th. <laughs> well Way to go, done. Agnes. Agnes, congratulations. It's she was day. a 920th caller. <laughs> Drew Wilson show powered by Wisconsin Harley Davidson and O'Connor Mark. Drew KB. Armin's here as well. Celebrating the heritage of WOKY on September 20th. This is the day. awesomest stuff. <laughs> this has to be from the late 40s. Oh. It's Benny Goodman. Benny Goodman? Yeah. I just, I just grabbed whatever old stuff. Benny Goodman going to be up at Zivco's at Hartford. Get your dancing shoes on. Palace of Rock. Yeah, too good. 414-799-1920 is the phone number. If you'd like to uh, pay homage to the, the Mighty 92, as it was known back in the AM days. Guys, we got a special dedication from somebody. Hi, this is Milwaukee County Sheriff David Clark. Thanks for listening to AM 920 WOKY. Well, you can't really hear it, but it's not really the let's sheriff just hear the Benny Goodman music up. <laughs> I know. Didn't work out. Bad no, because no. you have to pull the yeah, yeah. music faders, down. Faders, faders, faders. It's the same mix. Oh, gotcha. I messed that up. All right, we talked about how good Tim Dillard is with the media, and he's uh, we've missed his up until now. Keep going right into to voicemail. <laughs> but if you want to weigh in on Jimmy Graham not talking to the media, KB, it's in the they get fined for it. It's in the, the CBA. They, like, they have to be available. You're in like again. We go back to Marshawn Lynch at the Super Bowl. I'm just here, so I don't get fined. That was his response to every question. It was a waste of time. But he was there, and he didn't get fined. And Jimmy Graham couldn't take that effort. And clearly, he doesn't care about the money, because you know that ten grand to him. When you make twelve million dollars, ten grand isn't that much. So he doesn't care about that. But sometimes you you hear fans say, "Well, you know, people would how would people feel if Aaron Rodgers, because of his knee, just decided he wasn't doing press conferences for the rest of the year? Be a little different, wouldn't it? Absolutely would. It can change, and players can hurt themselves or help themselves." With their media personas. And some guys, the money is so big now that some guys just don't give a rat's ass. They don't care about 
they don't want to pursue broadcasting or they don't want to, you know, do commercials or become, you know, a fan favorite. They, they want to be fan favorites for their play, but they don't care about the other stuff. So they don't want to play that game. The, uh, the fine just becomes like automatic bill pay coming out of their checking account. It just comes out. It's like yeah. your utility bill. It comes out. You like, you know you know you got it covered, but you don't really think about it. Do you think guys used to have a, more of a sense of duty also for that part of their job? I don't know if that's a little idealistic, but like then guys just don't care anymore about what someone yeah, else and, needs. Well, you go by the sport. There aren't that many guys like that anymore. Albert Bell was famously you know taciturn. If we if you you know he didn't want to talk. He didn't, and so he and. They might get fined. There are guys that some guys just aren't comfortable with it. They don't like talking about this. They don't, they're not comfortable talking in front of cameras and reporters. They don't want to share. And some guys are good at it, and it comes naturally to them. It's the same as any other workplace, folks. Some people are more outgoing and life of the party, and other people just kind of keep to themselves. I understand that, and they don't have any obligation. And I don't. If it sounds like I'm slagging on Jimmy Graham, I'm not. Like I don't care. It doesn't change my life if he talks to reporters or not. You know. I, but I I would say that having done this for a while. He's missing an opportunity because, okay, look at a guy like Tim Dillard who's been good with the media and is amazing on social media and is probably paving the way. He's probably paving the way to a career where he might end up making more money than he did as a player. He's, you know, th- just by doing that. It doesn't take that much. So doesn't cost you anything to be nice. No, not, not at all. So I, I, we'll see. If anything comes with this, uh, if, if anything comes with this. But in the meantime, we're having fun celebrating today, 920, 920 day, September 20th, celebrating the heritage of this very fine station that I grew up listening to. And if you're from Milwaukee and if you're of a certain vintage, you remember uh, the Mighty 92 and its various incarnations and the, the history and legacy of this station. Deep roots in the Milwaukee. We community. are forever entwined in that history. Yeah, I mean, again, uh, the great Bob Barry and Jack Lee and those, they didn't have a stripper pole of the day, but we've, <laughs> we, we no. drove this thing into the ditch, it's, KB, didn't we? Well, you know, you go through phases, things change, formats change yeah. with the times, with the That's changing right. values and social mores it's true. of uh, the time. 414-799-1920, Mark in a truck. Welcome to the Drew Olson Show. Hello, boys. How you doing? Doing great. Well, my first car was a 67 Pontiac Catalina. And of course, it had an AM radio. Well, you only had, but you had uh, six preset buttons on it. You had, you had WOKY, WRIT, WNOV, WAWA, and then the other two you just didn't use. Wah wah, wah wah, walkie talkie. Okay, cut off that why, 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 why that's going in the open. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Mark in a truck. Thanks for the call. Uh, wait, Mark, did you have anything else? What's cooking, Sammy? Oh, this is our, our buddy Paul Lynn calling in to celebrate 920. <laughs> hello, Paul. Well, hello. I wanted you to know I did a couple of screen tests for your logo back on WOKY. Oh. One of them went like this. W-O-K-Mine 9092. <laughs> Thanks, Bob Barry. Paul Lynn. Sen- Mr. Center, Center Square. Mr. Center Square. Uh, hey, Paul, why do Hell's yeah. Angels wear leather? Because Chiffon wrinkles so easily. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, what does Ann Landers say are the two things you should never do in bed? Point and stare. <laughs> <laughs> This is 
Now, celebrating Hollywood Squares on uh, a Mighty 92 uh, day is outstanding. A, a 9.20 day, I should say. This is fantastic. All right, uh, Paul, here's another one for you. When you pet a dog on its head, he'll wag its tail. What will a goose do? I don't know, but don't make him bark. <laughs> <laughs> Paul in, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all. I'll be here all week. Yes, Paul, do you care if Jimmy Graham talks to the media? Do players have an obligation to connect with the fans via the media? I, I don't care. I mean, it's the same old thing every year. Like, you're going to talk to the media. You don't have to talk to them. I don't, I don't like them when they freeze you out, though. Well, yeah, he's not freezing me out. I'd be more pissed if I was up there and my job depended on. Here's the thing. Here's here's the thing, and I'll tell you. Thanks for the call, Paul. Um, if Jimmy Graham doesn't talk to the media, the media is going to be fine. They will find other people to talk to. There's a long time when Barry Bonds wasn't talking to the media in San Francisco. And at some point, the Jeff Kents of the world got a little tired of answering questions about Barry Bonds. And they would say, go freaking ask him. You know, and, and they're like, well, we can't. And, like, and then there was that created a little dissension. With 52 other guys in the room, it's not going to cause that with the Packers. No one's really going to give a rat's ass. You know, they, if Jimmy Graham catches three touchdowns and stiffs the media, it's okay. The only thing is a media person that would piss you off is if a guy freezes you out and talks to your competitors. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That would be the one thing. We've had situations before where it's like, I'm not talking until this guy leaves. And then didn't, then, didn't, then it's a dicey situation. Didn't LaRusa stop talking, taking questions from the post-dispatch or something like that? Or there was yeah, one it was kind of hard when that was the one paper that followed. <laughs> exactly. so, you know, that's the thing. I also, I, for much of my career, I was like the lone guy on the road. Uh, you know, but, yeah, I mean, that was a, that's a special situation. But, again... It's just uh, this dynamic. People don't care how the sausage is made. They don't want to hear about the labor pains. They want to see the baby. And if Jimmy Graham, but if Jimmy Graham were to sit down, if he sits down with you know Aaron Andrews or somebody when they, the next time they play a primetime game, the local writers might be mad, but they'll get over that. They're not going to be butt hurt. It's not like they're not pissy about it, but they are reporting, and it is. It's kind of weird because we we haven't had one of yeah. these things. It's kind of it's it's just kind of it's weird that he's not. And, and again, like. He could stand at his locker and spout cliches, and then if you do that long enough, guys will leave you alone anyway. <laughs> they tend to go to the guys who are nice and affable and that that are provide good copy, right? What the heck happened there? Well, it's the old board. Yeah, from from nineteen forty-seven. You know, yeah. I mean, it's. I keep going back to the fact that there's a lot of guys that you can talk to. There's a lot of people in the locker room. There are a lot of Packers who are and true Packers, I guess, is my feeling. You know, that's the way Wisconsin people are. You know, it takes you takes a while for you to get endear you know, to be endearing, for you to get I guess you could say your arms brought into the inner circle and until you give something back, you know, it's gonna be a longer road to get back into that, you know, into the good graces. So I think that's a lot of it is indicative of why people really don't care. You haven't given us anything. Why should and we give you anything? Now, players, sometimes they have the opportunity. If you start your own website or have your own Twitter account, you can address people directly. That's what um, <clears throat> some of our politicians today have chosen to do. You can go around the media, and, and but he's not doing that either. And again, it's it's a missed opportunity, but it's his right. And I'm not going to be mad. The league has a thing where they can find him, and it's not like the writers are going to find him. And again, if I'm a Packers, you know, if, if I'm a Packers beat guy, in some ways, your attitude is what I said before. It'd be like one down, fifty-two to go. It's like that's okay. We'll we'll 
We'll find other things to write about. We'll find other people to talk to. It's another instant request going out today from his girlfriend, Cheryl. Says, Prime was just the start of our life together. Some Beach Boys within my room on the Big Night 20. You're supposed to hit the post when the well, lyrics start, but I know it's we just, We're not on the same page. We're not, we're not on the same okay. page. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's all right. We're celebrating 920 today on the Big 920 in Milwaukee. Big 1070 in Madison. Worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. Drew Olson Show. It's Thursday on the Drew Olson Show. Powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. The Brewers are off today, but our guys are working hard. Not even supposed to be here today. Well, they're in the studio. I'm talking about open heart surgery here. Drew and KB will talk about the Brewers' playoff hopes and beer with Tim Dillard. They'll also check in with the Premier League pool and the League of Indifference. Who cares? And now, they can be indifferent about just about anything. Stop. Here's Drew on KB. The ceiling is the roof. Tell the babysitter we're going deep. You just be a good girl. Well, I'm getting older and grumpier. It's tremendously big and tremendously wet. Bongo, 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 bongo. <laughs> ever want to be successful. They call me Big Al and I have dangers. Got a you know nipple twister. Kind of a big you know, just hanging out. Just want you to know, Drew, I'm only doing this for you, buddy. I don't even know who it is. He's the man. I respect the scorpion. Oh, wow. We're going head up, Woody. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Don't ask me to do nothing. This is... Well, actually, I do like Braun better than Aaron Rodgers. Foo Fighters. He could be a freak on the court and on the shits. Oh you God. know what I'm saying? Beneath his stormy surface flowed the warm tide of compassion and kindness. And here he is, having the time of his life. Andrew, you are not the. <laughs> And now we begin our broadcast day. Are you going to follow that with dead air? Can I get a little music behind <laughs> yes. that? You almost did it right. Well, I don't know. Did you want... KB's telling me don't put music. And no, no, I... No. No, no. That's fine. Oh, well, it's a Drew Olsen well, Okay, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take the heat for that. I'll take it's the heat Drew for Olsen that. Show. That's me. Like, it just that one's on dry. me. Right. I don't know. That's how they used to do it back in the day, didn't they? No. Yeah, well... You're no. right. I should add something yeah. ready. It's the Drew Olsen Show. That's Powered me. by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. KB is here. I'll take that hit, Armin. That's all good. I'll take... I'll do the push-ups. Yeah. Okay, well, one of you guys can do that. Uh, Armin Sarns here. We're celebrating September 20th, 9-20 today. So we're celebrating the Big 920 Heritage Radio Station, WOKY, that we broadcast in Milwaukee. We still love you if you listen on the Big 1070. And uh, we really love you if you listen to the iHeartRadio app as well. Um, so we've been mentioning today, we've been talking about Jimmy Graham and his decision not to talk to the media. And we thought, you know, Tim Dillard who was with Fox Sports Wisconsin uh, this week during the Red Series. He's really good with the media until he didn't pick up our call for the last <laughs> half hour. But he now joins us on the hotline on the Mighty 92. So he's great with the media. He's great with the media again. Hi, Tim. <laughs> Track record. 
just shot down right away. <laughs> well, we figured it's perfect because, Armin, find your best throwback jingle because we're broadcasting on the Big 920 in Milwaukee. And today is September 20th, so we're celebrating 920 Day. We went back in the archives and found some of this great stuff. Back from a day when men were men and players smoked in the dugout and the sportscasters had a fifth of uh, whatever their favorite liquid was. And women were pregnant making us meals. In, in their briefcase. <laughs> and and the, the, the TV guys had patches on their jackets. Armin, give us your best All jingle. Milwaukee was to hear. W-O-K-Y. in Milwaukee night and day. I hit parader's chase. Blues away. It's Radio 4. Family life. <laughs> Nine two oh, Milwaukee. <laughs> and we're back here on the Big Nine Twenty with yeah. Tim Dillard. Yeah, you got that Broadway theme, you know? Yeah, like, some dancing and singing. That, that person, whoever's singing right there, is not just standing still. Definitely not. Yeah, there's should, a light should, kick in there, maybe. Should we cut that for you for your walk-up music for your warm-up music? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> You know what? My uh, the last two years when I go up to the plate, I've only had a whopping you know seven at bats or whatever in the last two years. But uh, I come out to the 20th Century Fox jingle, you know, like before Star Wars would come on. I love that. Oh, it's the best one. I mean, you know, you got Crazy Train with Super Jones. It's like move aside. I got drums. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Rick Sweet should have given you more bats just to hear the song. Well, there was times I'd give up like six runs, and so the game was out of hand. They're like, "You're gonna hit for yourself now." Like, Thanks, sweet. <laughs> you know, and I go up there, and then I got this grand song, and the catcher's like, "Man, that's sick." And I'm like, "Yeah, watch this." And it's like, ground out the first. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to make contact. Well, Tim, you you inspired us today. We enjoyed watching you with uh, BA and Rock and Craig Kashan out in Fox Sports Wisconsin all week. We enjoy you on social media all year. We love talking to you at spring training every year. But you inspired today. Um, every sports show has a poll of the day. Ours just happens to be located in a gentleman's club somewhere on the planet. And, KB, tell them where we are today. So this is in honor of the launch of uh, Dim Tillard, Very Pale Ale. So we went to Ooh. Sarasota. Your to, hometown. For a Peekaboo Lounge stripper poll of the day. Uh, if you could have one of these things named after you, which would you pick? A beer, a street, an elementary school, or a heart-slash-medical procedure? And right now it is a beer at 38%, followed by street, elementary school, and a heart-slash-medical procedure. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't vote for the last two at all. I mean, that's just... <laughs> Please, not me. And depending on the actual procedure, but uh, I don't know, man. I, I, to have a beer named after you, that is... Uh, and actually, I got to choose the name in a way. I chose four names, had my own poll. To see if any, you know, what people thought about on Twitter and uh, the very pale ale, man. How can you beat the Dim Tillard Very Pale Ale? It lives up to its name. It's an Irish beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or I just need to see the sun, and then we can call it average. 
There, we go. <laughs> there you go. All right, so the guys at Broken Bat Brewing Company on Buffalo Street in the Third Ward, are, you're going to have this thing tomorrow night. You're going to be there uh, in the evening. The beer's available at 3. You'll be there a little Q&A from like 6.30 to 8. You'll be hanging out at about from 6 to 8. You were there before for your bobblehead signing, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I'm I'm. I'm planning on staying there for a while. I got nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, I, I've seen the cans and they're pretty, they're pretty amazing. I, uh, I, I've never felt so cool the last few days and I probably will never feel this cool again. So I'm going to live it up. So, all right. The, the beer, you had a hand in helping them because you're a beer guy and you wanted an IPA and, uh, this, this beer has an ERA of 9.10. Oh man. Yeah. You know, this is this is where being bad is good. So wait, you're going to be sitting there like this means you can have probably what two of your beers. Two? Yeah. Well, they're asking me. They're like, we want to craft this exactly like you. Like, what do you want out of a beer? And I really, you know, I don't sit down and drink five beers. Like, I just, I don't know if I've ever done that, or I just, I just don't physically think I could anymore. And so, you know, one, I, I like to have a beer after dinner or you know before dinner, and I just. That's what I want to do. I want to drink one, and I want it to be awesome. You know, I, I, and, and to me, as a baseball player on the practical side, you know, you don't want to drink a whole lot of liquid that's going to dehydrate you, especially when we play uh, at elevation or you play at sea level when it comes to, like, New Orleans. Like, that can affect you physically the next day. So in the practical sense, you don't want to drink so much liquid. That's where the 9.1 comes from. If you think about this, though, it's perfect. If you can only have one or two, it is a true reliever's beer. <laughs> No one's, no one is expecting you to come out and throw six. <laughs> well, hope they don't have like a like a shot clock. You know, you run in, you only have a certain time to warm up. So, yeah, you got two minutes twenty seconds to get that thing down. Good luck. Oh, baby, this, it's going to be fun. We're talking to Tim Dillard again, Broken Bat Brewing Company tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night uh, in the third ward. Tim's going to be hanging out with a, a lot of our smart, good-looking listeners, and uh, they will. You know, you, and they're going to be pouring. They're, they're going to be pouring the the dim tillered. Very pale ale. This this is the crowning achievement of your career. You got the bobblehead first, and then the beer. I don't know what else there is. I already saw you posing yeah. by the wall of fame outside. <laughs> <laughs> don't be surprised if I just somehow, you know, take make make my own on my computer and print it out and just slap it up there. It may not be, you know, good quality, but I'm up there. All right, so l- let me ask you this because the Brewers just announced that they're kind of following the Colorado Springs uh, Sky Sox. To San Antonio next year. Yeah. Um, yep. um, what, what's ownership like in Colorado Springs? And have you played in San Antonio in that park, that Missions Park? Because you were in Huntsville in Double A, right? Yeah. That, uh, we were in the Southern League in Double A. The Bruins yeah. had Huntsville, and that's in the Texas League Double A. And so I've never been there. Um, you know, once I found out that we didn't get Nashville, which is where I live, and I was thinking, oh, man, I probably won't play anymore. And so I was like, I, I guess I'm going to retire. And then uh, Carlos Brizuela, who's in. Uh, uh, the press box, he was like, well, you know, that's a pretty big pitcher's park. You know, it's a big fence, big, you know, yeah, not a lot of home runs hit there. And I'm like, I'm coming out of retirement. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what you want. You want to pitch in a place that's uh, at least fair, if not pitcher friendly. I mean, that's ideal. And, and Colorado Springs is just a, it's just a tough place. The people there are great. The ownership group is great. And I mean, I think it's a no brainer for them to follow. But I think after two years, if there's not like a new stadium or something like that, then they probably do need to move again. Yeah, it's been interesting following the Brewers' nomadic AAA existence. I mean, you've spent many years uh, in that circumstance and, you know, great years in Nashville where the Brewers got kicked out and the A's moved in right when the new park opened. Yeah, and the new park's nice, and it's real close to my house. And, uh, (laughs) you know, 
Gord Ash was in charge at the time, and he called me and was like, uh, you know, you sure you want to start back? It looks like we're not going to get Nashville. We don't know for sure yet, but it looks like it won't be there. And I was like, yeah, man, I want to keep playing. Like, absolutely, I want to sign back. And he's like, all right. He calls me a week later. He's like, we're in Colorado Springs. I'm thinking, I lied to you, man. I'm done. Uh, <laughs> so you know, let me just do something else. And uh, I don't know. I took it as a challenge. And I tell everybody, you know, as hard as it is to play there, it's hard to play as a position player, too. Your body just doesn't recuperate. And there's just a lot of stuff to put up with uh, weather-wise. You just can't overcome it. You just have to play through it. But you get some tough, tough skin when you leave there. So, Tim, have you made a decision about next year? Are you going to try to pitch again? Well, technically, I'm uh, I'm part of the Brewers minor league for the you know until five days after the World Series, and then I'm a I'm a minor league free agent again. So I don't know what can happen between now and then. Maybe something happens. Maybe I go to free agency, and you know maybe another team is interested. Uh, but either way, I'm I'm going to explore all options. I can't I can't afford at this time to to say one way or the other because I honestly don't know. Well, you might be able to pitch for Nashville anyway. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, giddy up! All right, so we've been we've been um, we've been working here. KB has been working. He has some Tim Dillard trivia for you. Armin, you got some game show music for us? Can, can you find some game show music for us? I hate to throw Armin on the spot. Well, I was just gonna I was just gonna use this walk up music. Oh, perfect! Yeah, yeah. yeah, when we have guests on the show, we like to throw little trivia quizzes. So this is Tim Dillard trivia. And we're here to find out how much Tim knows about Tim. I know that this is copyright infringement on that song. Yeah, that's <laughs> all right. That's okay. Well, we read a lot of stuff that we shouldn't yeah, put no doubt. Then he should know you that we good. really don't care about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought you were going to say, oh, it doesn't matter. Nobody's listening anyway. Well, yeah. Well, that's I'm true, too. Kidding. You're not supposed <laughs> to admit that. Yeah. Good point. Never mind. Um, so here we go. Question number one. You were selected by the Brewers in the 15th round of the 2001 draft, but chose to go to Itawamba Co- Community College. The Brewers selected you again in 2002. In which round were you selected? I was selected in the 34th round. Correct. The 34th round. Did anybody else from that round of that draft make it to the big leagues? I, I don't know. I think so, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna. We're gonna have to look this up. Yeah, that's that. That's a bonus. That, that's a bonus lapper. We well, call it, was, it. I was a draft and follow, so technically I didn't sign until 2003. So you got to figure out who was in 2002 draft. That might have been. That might have been Prince's year. Maybe Gwen. Um, I'm trying to think who else could have been in that. Tom Wilhelmson was probably in one of those drafts. He went on with the Mariners and pitched for like six years, seven years in the show. Oh yeah. Okay. Question. I mean, yeah. Question number two. In 2004, for the Beloit Snappers, you finished second in total saves with 10. Who finished first on that team, and how many saves did he record? Oh, how many saves? I don't know. It's Ty Tobenheim. I know that. Um, I'm going to say something simple like 12. Oh, man, you nailed it. 12. Really? Yeah. Yeah. boy, Tobby. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. So the reason they did that is because, I mean, he would have had probably 20-something saves because I blew some. <laughs> but he, uh, he was doing really well, but because the team wasn't winning that much, he, they were using him only for a closing role, so he started not getting as much work in. So they were like, hey, you go be the closer, and we'll get this guy more work in, you know, earlier in the game. And I don't know. Then I started racking up some saves. Excellent. On May 20th, 2012, you were ejected from a game against the Minnesota Twins for throwing behind a player. Who was that player? And then Drew added, uh, why did you throw behind him and how come you missed him? (laughs) (laughs) Well, no one's listening, right? That's right. right. Uh, 
Yeah, it was, um, I want to say it was Jamie Carroll. Jamie Carroll. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is this is the most shameful moment of uh, Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we can move on to question. No, 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 let's go. Yeah, yeah. No, I got you know I got thrown out and uh, yeah. So the, the way they handled things that year, they started by going in order of importance as far as with the league. So my case was so important that we handled it in October <laughs> when I was sitting at home. So I have a call. In my living room, it's a big deal because the uh, MLB Players Association called me and said, hey, this is what's going to happen. It's going to be a representative from the umpire. You know, I'm going to be on the line. There's going to be somebody else on the line. There's, Joe Torrey's going to be on the line. He's handling this himself. And, you know, they're going to ask you questions. You're like, just be honest and tell them what's going on and let them decide. And I was like, all right. Because by this time, I finished in A, and the Brewers weren't going to sign me back. So I was like, if the fine's, you know, 800 bucks, like, that's a lot of money. I don't want to give that up. That's all the money I made in A that year. So. Uh, I was like, I got to be really crafty here and, and be careful what I say because you know they're they're going to have their assumptions right away, and so <laughs> it didn't take long. We got on the call, they were watching the film, look, you know, going over the umpire report, and I told them, I said, listen, I just learned sidearm, you know, the, the year before, uh, or maybe a couple years before, and I was like, I set the Pacific Coast League record for most hit batters in a season, and uh, I did that out of the bullpen. You know, it wasn't like I was a starter <laughs> throwing 150 innings, like. You know, I I crushed the record, you know, in 90 innings. Like <laughs> that in itself is pretty amazing. And I was like, it's a it's a hard thing to do. That's why you don't see just a ton of guys throwing sidearm. And, and they were like, well, the game was out of hand. I was like, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know the score. I'm a guy that sits in the bullpen. Like I keep up with what's going on. But when it's my time to get out there, I'm not a contract guy. Every time I'm out there, I'm trying to pitch for my job. So I was like, you know, whatever had gone on, I'm out in left center. You can't really just can't. You don't really know what's going on. And they're like, okay, well, this is this is gonna be a hard decision for us. And I was like, okay. It was like five minutes later, a guy called me back. He's like, no, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. I was like, all right, cool, yeah. So apparently, you can just be wild whenever you want. Okay, next question: Major leagues. What is your career batting average in the big league? Oh, five hundred. Yeah, I knew that. What is your slugging percentage? Uh. I don't what? <laughs> Do what? Wait, now? my own personal or against me? No, no your no. own. Your <laughs> own. Um, let's see. I got a single, so I don't even know what that calculates. <laughs> it is one thousand according oh, to baseball yes. reference. Oh, but you okay. got the five hundred. Yeah, that's your hit. Um yeah. <laughs> not counting my minor league games, how many home runs did you give up in your major league career? Major league career home runs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, man, I don't know, maybe four? Ooh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, you gave up nine. Nine? nine? Yeah. In the big leagues? Yeah. That's what it said. Yeah, so I was feeling good little, I was feeling good about myself before the phone call. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're down to our final question now. What is your favorite oh, color? Green. No, I'm sorry, it's blue. <laughs> oh. That's what That's what Man. Wikipedia said. So I don't know, and you know that's true. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> you did pretty well. You know a lot about and you know Tim Dillard trivia. And we're gonna send you yeah. home with a pair of Tim Dillard socks. Yeah. Well good. They're in my car. I can't <laughs> That's fantastic. All right, Tim, before we let you run, again, uh, Broken Bat Brewing Company tomorrow. Uh the Dim Tiller, that's t- that's Tim's uh very creative social media handle, uh very pale ale is gonna be available and oh. drink them responsibly because that's uh that's high test. Comes with a high ERA. 
Yeah, we got to watch out for those high ERA guys. Yeah. And then last thing I want to ask you is that John Smoltz made some news today. He's he's saying that the, these pennant races stink. Like, we're knee-deep in it because of the Brewers, but they're all around baseball. The races were decided a while ago, and there's not a lot of drama right now as we head into the last, uh, you know, the into the home stretch. And Smoltz is saying maybe we should be like the minor leagues and should have, you know, a second half champ, first half and second half champions. As a guy who spent some time in the minor leagues, what do you think of that setup? Would it work in the big leagues? Is it worth pursuing? Well, I, I, I personally don't think that because off the top of my head, I mean, it, it just weighs so much more because we lost. We needed to win one game in the last four days of the season. And we thought, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. And when it came down to the last game, you know, there was a lot of pressure there. And you start thinking back to spring training when we all got together and we all went on this mission. And you think about how many months have gone by and how many travel days and all that stuff. And it, it just puts a lot of it, – it makes the game even more meaningful. If you do have – it's like, oh, guess what? We won the first half, and now we can do whatever we want in the second half, and it just doesn't mean as much. That's uh, well said. That's a that's a counter argument to John Smoltz. I think that's terrific. Well, Tim, I mean, he whatever he says is right because he's well, all <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> all right, our research. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Department, uh, AKA Jimmy Cuska, uh, says that there were. 2002 round 34 picks to make the major leagues. Uh, Ryan Mathias of the Rockies, Doug Mathis of the Dodgers. He pitched in two games. Mathias pitched in 191, and Mike McCoy, the Cardinals' second baseman, played in 170 games. And that's it. That's it from the from the 34th round. From the 34th round. Yes. Yes. So. Wow. Yep. Three other guys. Yeah. More I bet they don't have their own beer. I no. bet they don't. <laughs> Damn right. Or socks. Or socks. Or logo. No, yes. I made those myself. You know, uh, the socks, I just, yeah. Okay. Well, Tim, thanks for joining us, man. Have fun uh, the rest of your time in Milwaukee. It's a Brewers off day. And I'm glad you're, you've committed to be at Broken Back because otherwise I thought you were going to try to sneak onto the plane and go with the boys to Pittsburgh. What? Yeah, well, I found out they weren't leaving until the next day. They fooled me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're getting ready to board in about two hours. So, Tim, thanks for joining us, man. We'll talk to you again. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right. Tim Dillard. He did pretty well in Tim Dillard trivia. We like it. Uh, again, Broken Bat Brewing Company in the third ward. Uh, go check those guys out. It's a good spot. It's a good space. And they're going to have a lot of fun with the, the Dim Tillard Very Pale Ale. This is the Drew Olson Show celebrating 920 today. And we're coming back here on the Big 920 with the chairman of the board, Mr. Frank Sinatra. Come fly with me. Happy September 20th, ladies and gentlemen. 920 day, the Big 920. Drew Olson Show. We're also broadcasting on the Big 1070 in Madison. We haven't forgot about those smart, good-looking people. And uh, certainly the people who listen to us on the iHeartRadio app. You can podcast the shows there. You can build your own station. and listen to a lot of music on the iHeartRadio app, which is free and fabulous. Okay. Uh, a couple of things here. It was fun talking to 
Tim Dillard, but we uh, are going to be at Lynx Performance Golf tomorrow. Little road trip for us in Mequon. It is going to be our final patio Friday. I thought we had our final patio Friday. Well, we're, we're outside on a patio, so this is like a bonus patio Friday. All right, so it's a bonus. They're right. having a big, uh, it's their big uh, cl- uh, fall clearance sale, so discounts on everything. If you're up there uh, on Port Washington Road near Concordia University. Yeah, it's Port and Highland, right, right by there. the Highland House across yes. from the hospital. Yeah, and if, you, uh, if you're if you in a golf at all and live in that part of the area, you know the facility because it's fantastic. Right. Great place to practice and stuff. So uh, come and check us out there tomorrow. All right, I wanted to do we'll, – we'll combine it to a couple of segments here. I was going to do well, – I'll waive the consulting fee, but it's also kind of a hardcore sports argument or discussion. Other shows just tease you with the sports talk fluff. But on the Drew Olson Show, we give it to you the way you like it. Hardcore. It's hardcore sports on the Drew Olson Show. Ooh. That extra ooh, man, I don't know. Makes it. I throw it in there. I don't know. I know you do. You got that on a little stinger. All right, so John Smoltz came out with his idea to help baseball, and I was thinking of one. I'm always trying to think of ways to help baseball, and I've talked to people around the ballpark, uh, front office people, players, coaches, scouts. One of the things that's striking about this season when we dive into the numbers and do a postmortem is that across the board, across the major leagues, production from catchers offensively is down. There aren't that many slugging catchers anymore. There aren't that many offensive threats. It's almost becoming, it'd be rude to say it, but it's almost becoming like another pitcher in the lineup. Catchers, especially in the National League, you got the catcher and then you got the pitcher spot. Catchers aren't. So it's like, what's the cause of this? And I went, I poked around the last week or two and I've been asking people what they think and a number of theories have come about as to this. Care to guess what they might be? Uh, why, why, why are across the board catchers are producing less? In fact, I saw a stat, and I can't dig it up right now, but I think if you take all major league catchers and add it all together, they're going to bat like 228 or 230 as a group this year, and that's like the lowest Not a lot of Johnny Benches around? Not a lot of Johnny Benches, Gary Carters. Is it because that they're Rodriguez's? working with the pitchers all the time and the pitchers that aren't hitting? is a big part of it. No, uh, the fact that the emphasis has been on framing pitches – and defensive and working with pitchers, and they're being inundated with so much crap because of the numbers in the game and the tendencies and stuff and the fact that they need to call the game and work with pitchers and get them through games. So much other stuff that their offense is suffering. But it goes deeper than that. I was talking to people, and one guy at the ballpark said, well, it might be because if you look at follow the money, catchers aren't getting paid a lot. When's the last catcher who signed a mega gazillion-dollar contract? They tend to now, not only is it a physically demanding position, and we just mentioned the mental side of it, weighs into it, they're not getting paid a lot, and so a lot of prospects, who guys who get drafted as catchers, the Brewers had one a couple years back, Brett Lowry, ended up moving to the infield. He played second base. Like they're, They get drafted as catchers and then quickly realize that life would be easier as a left fielder. And so they're moving off that position. They're having a harder time getting those guys to be to stay behind the plate. If you look at the top 100 prospects in Major League Baseball, there's probably three, four catchers usually. It's it's like, and they're not lasting. So that's part of it as well. That's another factor. I thought that the pitch framing thing and the emphasis on defense was funny because for years I've said, if Major League Baseball teams want an edge, they should really work with the pitchers on hitting because even if you make a 10 to 20% improvement on your team in pitchers hitting, 
Who wouldn't take, they're looking for every edge, who wouldn't take a 10 to 20% improvement in your offense from any corner of the, the lineup, especially the pitcher spot? So I think they're missing the opportunity there. But the thing with catching was, and this is the, I'll waive the consulting fee part. If the calling of the game and framing has become like the catcher's most important job to the point where we'll live with catchers who don't produce that much offensively. How about the idea of take some of that off his plate when it comes to how we're going to set this guy up or what you'll see occasionally catchers look into the dugout and sometimes they're getting location. Sometimes the pitches are being called from the dugout. So I asked Craig Council the other day, I'm like, why don't they just give the catcher a damn headset and let you guys tell him what to call, and that might make his life easier. And Craig said, that's been discussed, and it could happen. Now, when do you so turn that like off the, with, with the edge? It would have to be the green it's dot. The, it's the quarterback. It's the green dot. But if you tied it, and Rob Manfred wants to bring in a pitch clock, if you tied it to the pitch clock the way they do with quarterbacks. It would speed it up. It would be, then you wouldn't have like them t- t- talking during the game. It would, But it would... It would possibly speed up the game, and it would allow them to have that input and like maybe not have the catchers have to think like they are through. Now, obviously, pitchers have the final say. They can shake and all that, and there's there's a lot that goes into this. But when you think about technology and where we are in baseball, why doesn't the catcher have a headset? Why can't they talk to him? See, now that's a reporter asking good questions right there. There you go. So I'll wave the consultant. Give the catcher a damn headset, and if you have to, if you want to cut it off, tie it to the pitch clock. That would definitely speed up the game that's what everybody's talking about speeding up the game but i say do it and uh, so it's one of those things where i'll throw it out there and say prove me wrong because it can't get any more hardcore than that i don't know and people i think it's overestimated a lot of people think that all pitches are called from the dugout they're really not maybe in tough situations or in, at some points or in, sometimes they look over there to see whether they should pick have the pitcher throw a pickoff throw or, what, or how they should position the defense but so why not give them give them that option like let's let so let's make catching a little easier Give him a headset. I'll waive the consulting fee. And that's a hardcore sports argument for the people who say that we don't focus on hardcore sports. Ooh, now that's hardcore. That's hardcore. And it's 920, big 920 day, September 20th, on the Drew Olson Show, powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. You've been listening to Hardcore Sports on the Drew Olson Show. The biggest stories in sports to keep you coming back again and again and again. Milwaukee was to hear W-O-K-Y Walkie and Milwaukee night and day I hit parader's chase blues away It's radio for family life 920 Shares his thoughts after three on the Mike Heller Show both this Pat Boone and I want you to know, in case you don't already, it's inconceivable that you don't, that you're listening to W-O-K-Y. The sun, the lake, the sand, and W-O-K-Y, 90-92. Yeah, welcome back to the Big 920. That was Pat Boone wishing us a, a very nice sunny afternoon, and we're going to follow that up with a little Pat right now. This is Pat and Crazy Trade. Hey, but that's how it goes. Millions of people living as foes. Maybe it's not too late to learn how to love and forget how to hate. I can't decide whether this is awful or awesome. No, this is amazing. Yeah, I, he did a whole metal album. 
Oh my it's god. It's like Enter Sandman and you got another thing coming and all of that is on there. Some of the greats. Oh, this is great. I never heard this. This is great. That's too funny. Um all right, so as we refresh the stripper poll of the day today, inspired by Tim Dillard, who's uh, Dim Tillard, very pale ale debuts at Broken Bat Brewing Company in the third ward. Like, they're not an advertiser, but they should be. What the hell? What sales do? What do they do over there in Thailand all day anyway? I don't Drink know. Drink martinis and, I don't and know. not get us beer. Exactly. Well, we have our own beer. Uh, anyway, they're, they're going to unveil it tomorrow at Broken Bat Brewing Company. And he inspired the stripper pole. Yes, uh, the stripper pole of the day, day and we are at uh, Sarasota. That's Tim's hometown at the Peekaboo Lounge. If you could have one of these things named after you, which one would you pick? A beer, a street, an elementary school, or a heart-slash-medical procedure right now? It's beer, and it looks like they are going. beer is going Beer's to win gonna it. going to carry the day. 38%, 27% a street, 22% in an elementary school, and 13% a heart-slash-medical procedure. Fancy that. A poll with the respondents being mostly smart and good-looking men between the ages of 18 and 54 in the state of Wisconsin, and beer won. Shocked. I'm well, shocked. you know what? So Steve tweets, and he went off the board, and I'll accept this one. He said, I'm going with other, a Taylor Swift breakup song. Oh, that's, Not bad. that's Not bad. righteous. Not bad. That's righteous. Dano tweets at the program, and Dano said, I vote for the medical procedure. I met Dr. Heimlich. Oh, he of the Heimlich Maneuver. When I worked in Door County, for an old-timer, he was badass. He'd swim in Lake Michigan every morning and flirt with the waitresses at lunch. How good is that? And tell everybody that they, and tell the waitress that everybody has to eat T-bone steaks. So that he might get some work. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so I threw a bonus lapper out there about Jimmy Graham, the Packers tight end, who hasn't spoken to the media since the second or third day of training camp and is not interested in doing it. And again, I just wonder if fans care overwhelmingly. I didn't do it as a straight poll, but overwhelmingly fans say that they don't care. And um, Robert said, Jimmy doesn't owe me anything. Uh, Michael said, I don't care, but I think it's wrong and unprofessional. Lots of things I don't like doing on my job, but I realize that's what I agreed to do when accepting the position. Players remind us this is a business all the time, so act like a professional. Do your job. Now, again, him standing in his locker and spouting cliches, isn't really helping anybody's life in any way. And if he wants to pay the ten grand, But we might have to name a medical procedure in honor of Paul because Paul tweeted at us. And Paul said, again, the question is, do you care whether Jimmy Graham talks to the media or not? Paul said, no. Also, I find it odd that the media who stands up for protesting the flag are throwing a fit over Graham protesting the media. Double standards. I think we're going to have to, like, there's some kind of shoulder or back surgery that's going to be for Paul for that reach that he just made because he's going to cause a serious injury with that reach. First of all, no how one's, that, no one's throwing any... a fit. We're arching an eyebrow going, that's weird that the guy's not talking to the media. He's going to pay a fine rather than stand at his locker and spit cliches. That's weird. <laughs> Must be nice. I wonder what the reason is. We don't know. I mean, we're arching an eyebrow. Nobody's throwing a fit. No, you one, no one really gives hand. a rat's we're ass. We're throwing papers around during the break. Yeah, I don't, don't want to give it a rat's ass. So, Paul, that's your, your premise there is, is wrong. So you're really reaching for a double standard. And I think he needs to listen to a, an old night, uh, Big 920 jingle to you know, lighten his mood a little bit. Armin, the help sun, him out. The lake, the sand, and Man, it's been so much. How does that not make you feel good? Exactly. That's what we can't be angry when you hear that. KB and I are bringing back cheesy jingles, and we're going to see if Mike Heller, the host of the Mike Heller Show, which follows us on these here airwaves and interwaves, if if he's into it. Mike, are you on board? 
I, I love that. I, I would. I mean, can you imagine how much would you pay to have those jingles written for your show right now? Oh, we'd love it. Kill it. We would absolutely love it. In fact, we might commission some people to do something like that. We might have to. Old those school radio. Fantastic. Old you, school. You could have just played those for the last. Other than the Dim Tillard interview, you could have just played those. Uh, that's basically what we've been... done all day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mike, uh, can we get an instant request out for you? <laughs> Do you have any Engelbert Humperdinck? <laughs> that's fantastic. No, but we got Manilo, which is awesome <laughs> enough. Armin, can you find the Manilo in the final 30 seconds of our show? He says he'll find Probably it. Probably not. Mike, what are you talking about today? <laughs> I have no idea. Gary Dolphin, you know his brother. Scott uh, Dolphin from the country yeah, station. Gary Dolphin, home. the voice of the Hawkeyes, joins us in about 25 minutes. That's... Bill Huber and then Tom Hardercourt. Outstanding. Thanks, Mike. We'll Hi, be listening. This is Barry Manilow inviting everybody to turn the radio up here on WOKY, Milwaukee. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the DeRosa Show. Awesome. Heller's up next. Make good choices. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.